You know what this is like? It's like those old movies we both love. Now I'm going to tell you my whole plan, and then I'm going to come up with some absurd and convoluted way to kill you, and you'll find an equally convoluted way to escape. Sounds good to me. Well, this ain't that kind of movie. tends to happen when you shoot someone in the head. It feels good, right? No, no, it does not feel good. It feels fucking awful. And welcome, 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 welcome to the podcast that does I. Think what it says in the tin. It's best film ever. My name is Ian. I'm Liam. I'm Ellie. And I'm Georgia. Hey, and we are here for episode 84 Kingsman, wow. The Secret Service. Yeah. 84. The and Los- I'm back. The Los Angeles hey. Olympics. And Georgia's back from assignment on her Secret Service, which we can't talk about because it's Secret Service. Yeah. Highly so, classified. Yeah. Um, I'm here to say it's very great. We had our best week and our best month ever. Really? Hey. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So I keep track of a rolling seven-day count and a rolling 30-day count. And yesterday, we hit the top on both of those. Or every day before, we hit the top wow. on both of those. So yeah, really, really quite quite, quite happy with that. Yeah. 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 Um, yeah, we threw a Doctor Who episode down the thing. But we've had months or weeks where we've put way more bonus content out than this. So yeah, yeah, yeah. really, really happy with that. So anybody out there, if you, it was your first listen or your hundredth listen, thank you so much. Monty Python had a huge week this week. Oh, did it? One guy said he was listening to it. And like 40 of his friends must have joined in. Wow. It, it, it had a good week. It's doing <laughs> really well. So nice. yeah, and the, the three weights tie or chase for the for the crown at the top of the most downloaded episode ever continues between Breakfast Club, Batman the Dark Knight, or just the Dark Knight, <laughs> yeah. and Back to the Future Part One. So yeah, really oh, really good. Nice. So we charted this week in America, here in Britain, in Australia, in Denmark, in everything else has got like brackets because we're doing really well. Uh, we were number forty six in Canada. Canada. We were number thirty four in South Africa. Number thirty two in Switzerland. Number thirty two in Finland. Number forty one in Malaysia. Number thirty four in the Czech Republic. Number thirty one in Ghana. Number twenty four in Singapore, and number four in the trifecta of South Korea. Paraguay and Uganda and not number one but we're number five I'll take it thanks a lot I want to hug a hobbit it's New Zealand thank you very much everybody so thank you everybody wherever you're there or whether you're not on the list and you you are the one person who downloads from where you are from thank you so much we can't thank you enough thank you we can't we can't nor will we try because like I said it's all we would do yeah yeah. so we're gonna hopefully we can thank you by doing what I hope is gonna be a good episode today yeah. What I hope, because I'm not even going to reveal it. I am hoping we are going to have a very special guest call yes, in. Yes, yes, yes. I don't, just in case it, 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 it was a very important person. So <laughs> in the chance that something popped up, no harm, no foul. Yeah. But we should be getting a call in about 40 something minutes. So uh, if you, I imagine if you read the, the episode notes, you have the answer right now. <laughs> you, know more, you know more at this point than we do. Yeah, absolutely. I'm sitting there going, I think we do. I think we do. So, if he doesn't show up, then we'll just cut this bit anyway. We'll just cut this bit anyway. Yeah. <laughs> Leave the doorbell sound effect back on. So you can- uh, that'll be good too. Yeah. I even got rid of that. Do I still have the da da I'm out of it. Let me see. Oh, I still have that. Okay. Yeah, that's right. We're all right then. Um, so uh, just a quick promos. We are literally going to finish this episode, even with our potential special guest. 
Yep. And we're going to go right ahead and do our real roundtable on Tom Hanks. Hanks for the memories. The icky man. Yeah. Yep. Busy evening. Busy evening. Uh, check out if you haven't already before sunrise. Lots of good, good chatter about that. By the time this drops, uh, we should be looking, uh, upcoming Saturday for our second episode of Who Do You Think You Are, which, uh, Ethan and I do, where we're looking at Dalek from the first, uh, series of the reboot of Doctor Who. Uh, we have a see it or skip it on Black Widow, which I did with Liam. Yep. And that's just dropped and is doing well. Oh, nice. And, uh, we got a couple of see it or skip it's actually coming up as well. So busy times, the BFE. We have indeed. This is a very busy evening. It's nice to know that we've got lots of <laughs> content coming because sometimes i'm like well, i need something for friday and this week i'm like actually i think i think we're okay for the next couple of fridays so yeah. i feel pretty good we're good uh so um also uh bfe quiz night three i'm just waiting on two last minute people to get back to me Ooh. and if that doesn't happen the next week i will be drawing a name Ooh. So that's the, where we're at uh, what's the third third star wars film called uh return of the jedi return of the jedi but we're doing quiz night three quiz night with a vengeance Aww. It's the third, oh, it's the third, it's the third Die Hard. Yeah, but like ret- return of who's return? I can't return it. Yeah, what do you do? Return, return of-, of the quizzes. <laughs> I like mine. It's better. not very inspiring. Is no, it? it's not. Uh- <laughs> Neither is the other one. So there we go. I have two names beside me. I don't know why I have that. Uh, reflections and corrections. Because last week we released um, before midnight. Sorry, sunrise. before sunrise. <laughs> yeah, I don't know. I keep saying the same There's thing. another correction. There we go. Uh, Spin City. Our. Uh, no, we did. We did Black Widow. Jeez, I'm a week behind on this. And uh, I've got I've got an old reflection and correction to go ahead oh, and okay. reveal. Because we had a debate, and someone sent me a video file, and I thought, I want to get this on. And for somehow, last week, it didn't quite make it. But Georgia wasn't here for it. So maybe it's important oh, that Georgia's here for this. Here. So here we go. This is... Well, I'll let them introduce themselves. Hey, guys. I listened to your mailbag episode the other day. and just wanted to tell you that it's nachos. We say nachos. Okay. And in case you want to see Mick Foley as Santa Claus, there's a 2014 documentary called I Am Santa Claus, which has just that. Bye. Oh. The problem is, I don't know if he said nachos or nachos. nachos. He said nachos. Definitely nachos. All right, I guess. Definitely nachos. nachos. There's a that, that yellow button goes out to Carlo for the mistake. Yeah, I assume that was Carlo. Thanks very that much. That was Carlo. Thanks very much, Carlo. Um, he also called and said, almost finished with this, but I want to chime in on a did they or didn't they sleep together, if you'll entertain my rambling. This is, of course, about last mm-hmm. week's movie uh-huh. before Sunrise. Um, first of all, I like that they left it ambiguous. But anyway, the reason I think is this. By leaving it ambiguous, not allowing the sex to become the ultimate goal of the relationship and hence of the film. I think we kind of went down that yeah, road yeah, ourselves. Because yeah. if we sleep together, and that becomes the only thing that matters. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, the, the point of whether the film is whether they did it or it will become whether they did it or not. But also by leaving it ambiguous, it sort of takes some weight off of the audience at the moment to figure out what will happen in the end. Will they stay together or not? Which is something that probably most people are wondering towards the last act. And that, of course, was before Sunrise starring Ethan Hawke and Julie Delphi. We didn't know if it was Delphi or Delphi, did we? I said, I think Delphi, but... I got this one. My next guest making her first appearance on The Tonight Show, starring in the new film American Werewolf in Paris, which comes out uh, Christmas Day. Please welcome Julie Delpy. Hey, you're right. I'm right. I'll take yeah. that one there. So this one's for you, buddy. I'm happy with that mistake. There we go. No, I was yeah. all right. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I just yeah. thought I'd look it up, and I was like... It's funny, like, how, ah. you read, it's funny how you read stuff, though. It is, because- it is, because... I'm not even sure I know. Like, I've, I've been calling Carrie was Carrie was all this time. He, I've heard someone call him Yules. I'm like, oh, okay. Is that really how you say that name? 
Yeah. I don't know. So, I mean, you know, these sense. things could happen. Like you. Well, so would female yeah, but, but it's E-L, not E-W. Yeah, but it's... So, yeah, like, it's a bit of a drag. Yeah. I don't know. I don't know. I, I, I'm going to say L was until, until I get official proof that I'm wrong. Yeah. But, I'll take a so look. So if anyone can get in contact with... <laughs> I got a button to push if it needs be, so let me know. Uh, shout outs, because it's that time. Somebody who we know in the podcast world is getting married. Ooh. They're finally getting married. That's the uh, third Aladdin director video. Well, I get to uh, church in, uh, on time. Well, they get to church on time. What's well, funny that you say that, because it is our friends from It's a Musical Podcast hey! who did that. Danny and Drew. I want to think it was like a week ago, Friday or something like that. Yeah. So, oh, so many congratulations, congratulations for, all, for, 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 guys. for all the reasons. I mean, outside of that, you know, the bit where you go, I like your pot. I like your this, the, the, Danny's just a nice guy. Yeah. I mean, I've worked him a couple of times. I, I really like Danny. So uh, much congratulations and best wishes from all of us here. Yeah. We're pro love. Yeah. As if, if, if our episode last week, see a lot of podcasts wouldn't do something like before sunrise. But they don't. They wouldn't do the romantic. No, no, no. We've, look at what it's we've done. Stuffy. We've done Moulin Rouge. We've done The Notebook. We've done... Princess Bride. Princess Bride's Pacific, a true love that? story. Absolutely. <laughs> uh, we did um, before... before you know, we, we've done these romantic movies. We have, yeah. Which a lot of, a lot of people do like, you know, the kind of... You know, macho films. Macho films. Films are for men. We watch manly films. <laughs> Conscious movies. Cars so and explosions <laughs> and guns. Which actually today's film had all of. <laughs> I was segueing yeah. for you. Yeah. Um, some of our usuals. Carlo, Julene for all the love. You guys are great. Thank you so much. Chance Whitmore for the love. Big Chef, Little Chef. Ooh. It's a newbie by me. Yeah. Thank you because for... Because Big Cook, Little Cook was taken by... Welcome CDBs. to our kitchen. <laughs> okay. Thank you for the love. Uh, the Paul and Griff podcast, almost back. Good job. Chuck and Ruff go to the movies. Ooh. You might hear something different there. The and Ruff. Mm. I'm sure it won't be rough when they make their return to no. the uh, podcast world. So Wizard Podcast, Film Rage, Hermes and the Scuttlebutt Podcast. Hermes, that was his wife who ranked us all last week. So, yeah. uh, Hang on, we got ranked. Oh, we did. You need to. Oh, yes, we yeah, did. Yeah. Yeah, we you did. have the worst Southern accent. <laughs> do I actually? Yeah, you do. Is he coming second? Not you. Yeah. Oh. <laughs> So by I think by 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 default you can guess who had the best southern accent. Oh. <laughs> Why do people Boys. feel the ego ego like that? D- they're not feeling the ego. They're just calling it as they see it. Yeah, or in this case, they hear it. Calling it as they hear it. Yeah. Honestly, um, I'm going to do a whole episode and it's going to be a really bad southern accent. And it's going to be you did that. It was Steel Magnolias. Uh, <laughs> it's going to be purposefully bad. All right. So tattoo quid. T- sorry, tattoo squid podcast. The Brody Sports Talk podcast. The Nerd Alternative. I had some nice punny talk with them, and the F nerd said my pun game was strong. It was strong. Yeah, it's pretty good. Yeah. I'm all right with puns. Yeah. English teacher, right? So yeah, yeah, kind of yeah. gotta be You're used to it. Yeah. <laughs> um, Griff for all the love individually. We talked a little Final Fantasy. Josh, my next favorite movie, which I believe Ellie. I think you're on this week when this drops. You should be on talking. Is it Moulin Rouge or is it Ooh. Notebook? Is it Notebook? No, <laughs> it's a film that I really don't Bridget, like. Bridget Jones's Diary. Oh, Bridget Jones's Diary. There oh, we go. Nice. Bridget Jones's Diary. Yes. Um, Tony called. Oh, a lot of talk on the film uh, on um, before midnight, before sunrise. I keep doing this because everybody keeps talking about all of it. It's fine. Um, Ed from the Film Effect podcast. Hope we cover the rest of the trilogy. I mean, I'm sure we'll get to bit. Uh, we're going to give it some well, space though before we jump back in the water. Yeah, yeah. yeah. We're not going to do like before midnight month. I don't think before yeah. midnight qualifies, does it? Yeah, they all qualify. Oh, they all do. Yeah, they all oh, qualify. Okay, cool. Plus, if you do two parts, you may as well do yeah, the third. Yeah, you might as well. Yeah. I mean, we're gonna do. Well, there's there's a third part of a trilogy that we'll be doing. We will indeed. <laughs> um, so um, Tony called it his favorite film trilogy ever, and I thought, hmm, that's an interesting real roundtable concept. Ooh, best trilogies. 
So you cut off things like, you know, things that were supposed to be the end, like Toy Story 3. You call that a trilogy. Indiana Jones, that was supposed to be the end. You call that a trilogy. But you look at the trilogies and go, okay, which ones really are good? If you line them up like that. Yeah. Yeah. So really interesting idea. Toy Story wins. Stealing that. uh, I I don't know. I don't know. Um, The Beefy Boys podcast. uh, I talked to them about Major League. I watched Major League. Major League was not good. Uh, Versus a League of Their Own. What was the better baseball movie? Oh, come on. League League of Their Own. own. Not even close. Not even close. This used to be my my, my playground. Oh, great song. Um, It was in the news this week. Uh, Was it Daryl? No, who was the actress who was supposed to play Dottie originally? That's going to bug me. But she dropped out when when Madonna got cast. Yes, I remember And saying. then she went, in hindsight, she went, yeah, I guess Gina Davis did okay. And I'm like, okay, well, I'm with you most of the way here. Yeah. Gina Davis did not do okay. No, Gina Davis was really. like the biggest movie star on the planet for about 12 months yep. at that point. Yep, yep. Um, along came Potty. What a great name. <laughs> Playing off Along Came Polly. They do yeah, rom-coms yeah. and only rom-coms. Oh, nice. And they were talking about he's just not that into you. Anybody ever see that? Yeah. Yes. I think that's a delightful little film. Yeah. I, they were not as kind to it as I was. Oh, okay. Yeah. Does P.S. Mm. I Love You count as a rom-com? That's a great com. question. I think it's a romantic movie. I don't think it's... Because nah, I was talking to my sister about it today, and she just goes, I cried. No, you just cry the whole way the through. Whole it's all that through. happens. Yeah. I think we agreed it wasn't when we did our round table on it. Yeah. I was in a relationship, and the person I was with looked at me and just went, don't die. <laughs> <laughs> went, I'll do my best. So far... Holding that, doing was, all right. It was an mm-hmm. argument about whether um, films should just be funny because my sister only likes to watch funny films and then her boyfriend well, no. is making her watch, like, not... She's, he's yeah. expanding her thing and he sh- I just went, yeah, that's a horrible film. I cried the whole way through. It's a great film, but I cried the whole way through and, yeah. yeah no. A film I didn't think I'd like is Friends with Benefits, but I watch <laughs> that quite regularly. Is that, is that the one with Justin Timberlake? Yeah. Oh, and Mila Kunis, yeah. I quite like it. <laughs> I say I watch it regularly. I watch it every few years. There we go. He's just not into you. Turns out they weren't just into it. Uh, Cinema Recall wanted Liam's recasting picks for Grease too. I said, Ooh, if you think if you yeah. think Liam's if you think Liam is recasting Michelle Pfeiffer, you're crazy. <laughs> no, <I'm not. laughs> Michelle Pfeiffer, like woman. seventy years of age, in the lead role <laughs> of the Grease too. Um, I love that woman. Cinema Recall. Oh, we said already. Alex from Main Street Finance for all the love. Hey, Alex, how you doing? Uh, Hermie said you guys had me smiling in the gym this morning, or reminded me of our back and forth about accents. Uh, Adam Wise talking boys with. De- Boys, boys for the love yeah nice. speaking of one of our favorite boys big shout out to friend of the podcast Dwayne Smith uh, Dwayne Smith uh, M from Verbal Diorama she got some some people were being mean on the internet why because people on the internet are mean buggers so uh, what was I just going something else but you know yeah I was just going you're good peeps by yeah you are good peeps in all of our books yeah we love you the BFE loves you that's right mm-hmm. yeah. we do I don't think we're really on our tree branch here. A lot of people love M from Rural Diorama, yeah. but we will we will lend our voice to that to that shout out. Yeah, don't listen to the internet trolls. They don't like strong, powerful women. No, uh, exactly, but we do. The Lemore app for reaching out. They're talking about Monty Poth, and they were one of the ones who talked about it. Russell the Posty. Hey. Love Russell. Hey, 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 hey Mr. Postman. Postman. Once Upon a Nightmare, Field of Screens. All they do is do sports movies. Oh, okay. And, and we talked That's about funny. podcasts. I just wanted to pick my ear a bit about, you know, how do you engage with our audience? Because I, th- I think we do. Yeah. I think we, we do. Yeah, yeah. I, said, well, I said, well, here's the way. And it was, a, it was a list of things. And I went, you know, there's times where you're like, hey, I'm there. And there's parts where I'm going, okay, here's, the, here, here's kind of the, the concept behind it. Here's mm-hmm. the, not why I've sat down in a lab and gone, I'm going to figure this. Not like no, that, no, no, but no, just, no. you know, what do you do with, with purpose? Not about like how I engage, <laughs> but yeah. Yeah. We have a lot of fun, but I take it seriously. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's the best way I can put it. Serious fun. Ser- serious fun. I'm not, one of these, I'm not one of these guys like you have to schedule fun. Far from it. <laughs> no, 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 but no. I am like, no, no. If hopefully, if we're doing this, we're doing this with with a reason for it. Yeah. And therefore, yeah. 
Um, what else? I had to say it for the love. Kirsty wrote in. Hey, it's a great podcast this week, with the exception of me not being a person. That's a shame, Kirst, but maybe one day. Um, <laughs> she says, I used to be a terrible flyer. Ian will remember our flight to Ireland, or at least CJ retelling her version of it. Um, famously, we were about to take off. And my mom, I have no idea how true this is, because when mom told a story, it became like legendary and it took on extra bits <laughs> yeah, but yeah. as mom tells it we were at the takeoff and there was this guy who was very nervous probably like me it's like there was like time travel it's me in the in the seat there holding his newspaper so tight my sister went we're gonna crash <laughs> and he tore his newspaper <laughs> but then curse flew 18 hours to egypt as an adult and that cured her of that they should have mentioned the flange that's right well, this is pre-flange uh ocho duro parlay hour film fluence for the love cinema recall for the love kids what are we watching tonight for the love film floggers for the love i saw it on linden street for all the love on the way to the forum for all the love wow. another all musical podcast yeah. hey uh, just on the way i don't know maybe so far nothing, nothing funny's, funny's happened, happened it's just been a regular trip <laughs> uh, hindsight reviews and we talked about one hour photo and if you want to hear more what we said about one hour photo check out our robin Ooh. williams real round table yeah powerful uh, off radar it's a movie podcast for the love ethan wants to take me on a cleared for takeoff on stranger things Ooh. i set him up for it i'll watch it again i've watched the pilot like nine times i could talk about it yeah, yeah, yeah but i haven't progressed further but i'm going to talk about my, my, my feelings on it yeah that's fine Ooh. uh dan mackles disagrees with my aversion uh we needed roads for the discussion on boyhood ed from film effect and the film floggers on boyhood as well varying opinions ray from nbc See. that's not before coffee uh, Ashley Baxter, uh, who must be local to us because they said went to the Majestic to see Free Guy. Hey, the new seats <gasps> is it out. Yes, yeah. the new <gasps> seats were more satisfactory in the film. I wonder what BFE will make of it. Well, do not wonder for too long because a couple of us have recorded the cl- a see it or skip it on uh, on Free Guy. So yeah. that'll be coming out a couple of weeks. Yeah, a couple of weeks, so you'll know kind of. So, so Ellie, you could listen and find out should you see it or skip it. Of course, <laughs> I should see it. It's got Jodie Comer in it. Oh, <laughs> we do talk about Jodie Comer. <laughs> she's very pretty. She's very pretty. She's also very good, but she's very pretty. Well, we're not bearing the lead here. Who no, said no, she's, she's very pretty? She's very pretty. <laughs> uh, as is Ryan Reynolds. Just saying. Yeah, always is. Uh, random words this week were brought. Oh, sorry, Ashley Baxter. Sorry, want to see Free Guy? The seats. Oh, I wonder what they'll make of it. Well, you'll find out, Ashley, in about a week and a half. Uh, random words were said by Dwayne Smith and Juline. We had some wonderful things. I want to actually give it time. And because of our potential special guest, I don't want to take that time up with this. Yeah. So next week, the challenge is Dwayne. <laughs> it's a musical have committed to reading their poem in an audio file and sending it along. Ooh. Dwayne, do you have it in you Ooh. to go ahead and read your poem out? Because if you do, I got a button here. Sticker worthy. If you come back <laughs> with an audio file, we will send you. Well, Liam will. Have you the Liam will say he will send you. Okay, I, I haven't yet, but I will. I will. I will. I promise. Right, I've been so busy with work, right? But this week I should be able to. So that'll be there we go. Way. Should he's on Twitter? Bug him. Um, <laughs> spam his account. And he then, won't know what to do. With so the three poems have been written. I am one of them. I got a poem. Dwayne Smith has written one and Danny from some musical have written one. We want to have a poetry slam where all three of us perform our poems and Ooh. then and then we'll give it to the audience to vote for who's the best. Yeah. So, that is uh there are three uh words that had to be what else we having to be used? No, it's just an idea about a poem being written, but one of them was about wine. And one of them was milkshake, and the third one was... Fucking. There we go. Thank yeah, you. Yeah, boy. Lowering the tone. Here we are. <laughs> That's me. 
Uh, Dwayne says he agrees with me. He can't stand any sort of confrontation, but says you can't beat milkshakes. So he agrees with me about a lot of things. Friend of the podcast, Debbie, ran a 10K today. Oh, well yeah. done, well Debbie. Done, Debbie. Well done, Debbie. And a really so good proud of was like 85 minutes, which is amazing. So well and then, done. That's great. And then just a couple things on the way out before we hit the film. Uh, number one is, I think I made $20. Hey. Because CM Punk has already announced he's wrestling like next Friday or next Sunday. Boom. So Dan Mackles did get all, like four people were like, Dan owes you money. I'm like, yes, I get that. Also, apparently <laughs> Becky Lynch was back and I haven't seen it yet. So I'm yeah. going to watch it. So there we go. Yeah. So, but he's, he did get a hold of me and went 20 Canadian dollars, right? Oh, that's fine. Yeah. That's fine. <laughs> that's you have fine. my word. You know, don't need 20 pounds. We said 20 bucks. 20 bucks. Is, <laughs> I, everyone who said 20 what's bucks. The, 20 bucks is 20 bucks. Uh, on a dollar, a dollar is probably about, I don't know, like a, um, a pound's like a dollar 70. Oh, okay. Oh, no, it's, it's the opposite. A, oh. I'll, get, I'll get like 13 quid. But it's oh, quite yeah, significantly it, yeah. different if it's the other way around. If, if oh, I've yeah. been 20 yeah. pounds. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, oh, when okay. I take my money and go to Canada, I feel like I'm rich for a moment until <laughs> I see how the prices are really high. And I'm like, oh, so much for that. Oh, okay. So, uh, th- and finally, I just wanted to talk. We're not really, we don't do a ton of TV. We do some. Sean Locke died this week. Yeah, he did. Oh, that guy, he, he's one of the genuine comedians that makes me laugh. I, he felt like the uncle I wish I had. Yeah. Yeah. I, I thought about trying to make some sort of way that we could do like carrot in a box on a podcast, but it really doesn't, uh, no. it really doesn't work. For anybody who's not aware, basically there's two boxes. One is a carrot and one doesn't, and you have to try and convince the other person to which one they should take. You know, it's, it's, just, it's just a game of bluffing. And I thought it'd be brilliant, but I can't think of a way that it'll work in podcast form. So such is. Sean Logg was one of those comedians that will take you to a funny place. You think he can't go any funnier. And then the comedians start laughing. But he's so dry and deadpan. Yeah. Someone referred to him as, as the comedian's comedian. The comedian's comedian. So yeah, definitely. if you're not from the UK, you won't have heard of Sean Locke. And I get that. I do. I do. But uh, for a country, country that loves... There's something very British about him, though. But for a country that loves comedy panel shows, which this country does, yeah. Sean Locke... Sean, Sean Locke, David Mitchell, and like, uh, oh, who's the guy who was an outnumbered? Hugh Dennis? Yes. And, yes. Uh, yeah. or Alan, what's his name? Alan something. He's on QI a lot. Okay, um, don't know. Yeah, him. But yeah, like, these are like the, yeah, the center yeah. of, but, but he was the most dry and just like, he's the guy just in the corner watching everything go to hell and just making one sarcastic comment. <laughs> so, I love how he used to make Jimmy Carter. Davies. Alan Davies, there that's the one, yeah. So, yeah. yeah. So, uh, let's go from there to a happier place. Uh, but God, God, Godspeed, Sean Yeah, Locke. Godspeed. Um, Ellie, I mean, you're on Context Corner, but first, uh, why this film? Um, I have very fond memories of this film. Um, I think I might have actually only seen it once, but um, really, really enjoyed it. Um, it was the first, well, the first kind of breakthrough role for Taron Egerton and certainly the first thing that I'd seen him in. Um, and, um, well, I've always been a big fan of Colin Firth anyway. So enjoy the casting um, and enjoyed the film previously. And I thought that it would be one that, uh, well, I know that know that Ian likes it already. I thought that Georgia would hopefully quite like it, but we will see what she thinks. Um, and I'm not I'm not sure about Liam, but I think well, I think. What do you think I'd anyway. like? Do you think I'd like it? I think. Didn't you say last week that you'd like? It? Liam's the only one who hasn't <laughs> seen, <laughs> it not seen it yet. I've only oh. seen bits of it. Yeah. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah! You'd possibly seen the second one. Let's just one. say I was, very, I was very vocal through the whole movie. He was would not shut up. I'm sorry. <laughs> Sometimes when Liam's right, I can go the opposite way, where he gets asleep. quiet, yeah. and we're like, we're like, but it wasn't the case today. We're like, he's definitely with us. Liam is definitely <laughs> awake today. I think that everyone will at least quite like this movie. Like, uh, you know, in the ratings, it would be good, possibly not great. For I'll be honest; I haven't even good. considered my rating yet. I haven't either. No, no, me either. Interesting. 
Always. Uh, I'm just, I haven't been <laughs> sitting. It's not like I sit there and take forever. When I start talking, I generally have a number. It's not Oscar worthy, though, is it? No, but doesn't does have to be Oscar worthy? That's, that's no, the question I we know, have. Right? I know, I know, right? So there we go. Uh, let's, uh, okay, so, uh, Georgia, you've seen it before. I've seen it before. Yes. I don't think I've seen it in a couple of years, but I, I do, hasn't been out that long, but I probably have seen it every every couple of years since it came out. Yeah, yeah, definitely. Yeah. Probably about a year and a bit ago that I saw it, I imagine. So you must yeah. enjoy it then if you watch it every... every must like years. it, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I think I said last week before we went off, yeah, I went, yeah. it's a fun film. I yeah, mean, yeah. yeah. I mean, the question is just where does it fit in the great catalog? And every, you know what happens now? Everybody whose like, favorite movie you have slammed is now mm-hmm. listening going, how high is he going to put this before I go, oh, you're going to give this that? The audience is going to talk you down off your number. <laughs> oh, that won't happen. There's no way. Um... Uh-huh. But uh, Ellie, uh, some 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 context. Maybe the casting stuff we can do closer to when the cast first appears. But what do we have as far as the background information on uh, Kingsman: The Secret Service? So the film was directed by Matthew Vaughan. Um, but before the film came out, we had a comic book called The Secret Service, which was released in February 2012. And the comic book was by Mark Miller and Dave Gibbons. Um, so the the screenplay for the film itself um, was by Jane Goldman and Matthew Vaughan, so same director um, as well. And Jane Goldman is the wife to Jonathan Ross, is that right? Yep. Yep. Oh. Okay, didn't know that. There we are. Um, and um, Goldman and Vaughan had previously teamed up for Kick-Ass, X-Men First Class, and stardust yep yeah michelle Pfeiffer. yeah i love stardust (laughs) me too Um, (laughs) so that was that was my fun little uh initial fact um the music is by henry jackman and matthew margerson um i think the music's really good in this um, music is the it. score is very strong. It is, yeah. It helps. Yeah. It helps bring. So, them. so is just the licensed music. The music and everything music wise yeah. in the film in general it's is really, really good. good licensed yeah, it helps music, speed actually, the film yeah. along, doesn't it? Yep. Ba, 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 bonkers. <laughs> um, <laughs> so, this film was the first in the series. So, currently, we've got the Golden Circle as a sequel, um, which we don't talk about. No. Um, and then um, there's a prequel called The King's Man, which is due to release on the 22nd of December this year. Like you thought Suicide Squad and The Suicide Squad was difficult? We've got Kingsman and The King's Man. Okay, know, right? So- At least this one has <laughs> Secret Service after it, though. Yeah. I, yeah. I thought um, Colin Firth was in the second. Am I wrong? Because I was shocked. At- uh, I'm, I'm not. I'm, I'm not here to give spoilers with the second one. I don't know. Oh, okay. Is, yeah. is that why they do <laughs> the prequel? Classified. Oh, okay. You'd have to tell me, but then you'd have to kill me, right? Yeah. The second one is a legit yeah. sequel. I'll say that much. Yeah. The oh, second one is okay. a- yeah. 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 Um. And then there's also supposed to be um a third sequel film called Kingsman: The Blue Blood, um in development, and uh, another one called Statesman, which is a spin-off. Um, oh, okay. So don't know when they're going to be released. I don't think they're like that far down the pipeline yet, but talks of it and apparently they're also developing an eight-hour tv series yeah and wow. there's another spin-off called the rubbishman <laughs> no, the binman i can't i can't justify that one so the binman was better the binman like yeah bin, king bin king yeah <laughs> i'm not british enough to say <laughs> binman <laughs> that's the binman the bin lorry yeah that's what they're called anything else Ellie? <laughs> um yeah, just one final thing before we kind of get started, really, is that um, Vaughn said he wanted to do a fun spy movie. Um, and in order to make this, he actually dropped out of directing X-Men Days of Future Past. Good call. Because he felt that passionately about doing this film. Good Days call. of Future Past is not a bad film. No, but it was a good good call. This is better. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, this is, he's, he's made his mark with this. Definitely. Absolutely. Yeah. Uh, what do I want to say here? I, I would just say the cinematography was by George Richmond, who did Sunshine on Leith, Eddie the Eagle. 
This and Tomb Raider. So Raider. he's done a lot of stuff with Heron Egerton, it would seem. I'm mm-hmm. telling you, that, that, the cinematography in this was amazing. Did you notice that for most of us, the cinematography was like dead center? Yeah. So we framed, like, yeah, yeah, there was yeah, a yeah. shot of someone reacting or anything. They were always in the middle of the shot. Yeah. Rather, than, nice. rather than mess around with lefts and rights and, yeah. and a, lot of, a lot of eye level, too. Really, I, I, really interesting stuff. I think good. the eye level stuff is probably because a lot of it you see through their eyes, literally through their glasses. Well, so no, I should imagine a lot there's, of that. There's a few scenes I'm going to refer to, and it's not that. No, 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 but yeah. I should think this, oh, some of it okay. comes from. Um, so, um, is that generally where we're good to go, Ellie? Yeah, that's it for now. I've got a few things to butt yeah. in with as we go along. Do you have anything about where it was originally supposed to be set? Um, no. Because they originally talked about setting it in the U.S. And can you imagine how much different this film is if you oh, set it in the U.S.? No. Yeah. yeah very Part of what made this really thing is that you put it in, in, in London, but rather than do it in, like, James Bond's London, you do it in, like, Eggsy's London, which yeah, is a yeah. totally different yeah. thing. And it made it feel fresh, and it made it feel new, which is uh, which is great. It's interesting that when um, Sean Connery was, was first brought on to do uh, James Bond, Ian Fleming didn't want to do it because he thought Sean Connery was a little bit too not the right type, not a gentleman spy. And mm-hmm. so they basically had to turn this rough Edinburgh guy into a gentleman. So if you want to read through it, this is almost like a little allegory wow. to t- take away like the whole, yeah, like yeah, you're yeah, a real yeah. spy, yeah. but clean him up and make him look presentable as a gentleman. That's kind of, that was what you're doing with Eggsy. So that's really interesting. That's interesting. So we begin, we have, I want my MTV. You know, Sting's like 70. Is he? Yeah. Wow. He's late 60s, early 70s, I believe. Yeah, he's, he's, he's well over. Maybe he's 60-something. What's, 60 what's his real name? Something Sumner, isn't it? Don't know. He's a teacher. He was. He was yeah. a teacher. Geography teacher, wasn't he? Do you know why he was called Sting? No. Originally? No. He had this black and yellow jumper that looked like, he looked like a bumblebee. So <laughs> <called him> Sting. <laughs> that is crazy. <laughs> he's currently 69. 69, yeah. 69, 69 dudes. <laughs> so, um, what's his real name? Gordon Matthew Thomas Summer. Sumner. Sumner. Gordon yeah. Sumner. Gordon Matthew Sumner. I'd go by Sting, too. Um, so, uh, we have I Want My MTV, and then we think it's non-diegetic, and then we find out it's diegetic because there's a boombox, but then it turns into actually being non-diegetic, so it keeps going. That was a great opener. And there's a siege of a building, and we get four masked men in black suits who are interrogating this one guy who sat down. Turns out he's got a grenade. And the one guy goes to sort of take care of it, and he's pushed out of the way, and the guy jumps on it. And uh, thankfully, they don't explode into little bits. No. For a movie that wasn't afraid to blow people up into little bits or to yeah. cut them into bits, it was afraid to blow them up into little bits. It's because it was that like, far in. They're like, we don't want to lose people this this yeah, Maybe. <laughs> and so um, the man saved is uh, Harry, also known as Galahad, played by Colin Firth. Do you have anything about Colin Firth's cast, Nelly? Colin first did 80% of his own stunts um, in this film, according to the stunt coordinator, oh, and worked cool. out for about six months Good to, lad. Um, to get into shape. Yeah, he, well. he ran for three hours a day. Wow. Yep. That's commitment, isn't it? Yeah. Get uh, on him. He would not let his own children watch the film. They were only 11 yep. and 13, <laughs> so fair, fair shout there. I understand that, yep. And uh, Matthew Vaughn told Colin Firth that uh, don't think about Roger Moore. Uh, think instead about, um, oh, what's his name? David Niven. Oh, yes, 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 yes. Because he kind of portrayed James Bond in unofficial James Bond spy spoof Casino Royale. He did indeed, yeah. yeah. So go go that route instead. Um, and so he he has to go and he has to inform the widow, uh, Eggsy's mum. Yeah, Samantha that, Janus. That, that the husband is dead. And this is who? Samantha Janus. And you said she's from? 
EastEnders. She's from EastEnders. Is she really? Mm-hmm. And she's from a thing called, yeah. um, oh, what's that thing? Back in the 90s, two flatmates, three flatmates, um, two boys, one girl. Coupling? No. Remember him, Melly? No. Okay, I'll give up. Okay, I've gone. Gone. <laughs> um, it was good, though. <laughs> there we go. Uh, so... Uh, he offers her, he, he gives her the medal and offers her a favor and says, make sure you say Oxford, not brogues. She wants her husband back, not a favor. To which point I'm going, I hear you. But take the favor as well. Take the favor as well because you know, husband's not coming back. I don't mean to be cold, but it just no, is what it is. But she was a bad actress in this, wasn't she? You think so? Yeah. Okay. We then meet Child Eggsy, which is designed to make us feel happy, I think. Well, that's Eggsy. Uh, <laughs> he gives the medal to the child, and mum seems okay with this now. I don't want your medal. Here you go, baby. Oh, okay, that's fine. Yeah. And why was she struggling with money, right? Well, you kind of get that feeling she is, right? Um, why doesn't Kingston have a better pension plan than this? Yeah. They have unlimited resources. You can't take care of this group? Exactly. That's the question I want answered. And why didn't she sell the medal? Mm-hmm. Why does Eggsy, <laughs> you know, his, his father dies on duty yeah, exactly saving he, one of his own yeah, and you can't make sure he at least you know gets into a decent house of like no one's what you've got the ability to spy on anyone you can't keep an eye on this family exactly this is if anything harry deserves i'm just trying to do right by your father you could have checked in yep <laughs> here's my problem with the movie right now i'm going he's like oh everything i've done that big speech i did to try and help you Really? Yeah, well, 17 does, years. Every, every late, 17 man. years. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Only when they make the phone call. Hey, it's, a, it's, it's, in, it's in your hands, little baby. I give you a medal. Yeah. It's literally in your hands, the to medal. To be fair, it is, she does tell, he does give it to her and she refuses it. So I guess he didn't, she didn't want the help. Oh, come on. Yeah, but yeah, yeah, but she doesn't understand the severity and everything, does she? No, no. We then pan from the metal to a snow globe, which then transitions us to a title card in snowy Argentina. I thought the snow globe was going to be something important. No, just a transition. But it's not. <laughs> yeah. I will admit. It's not Sisson Kane. say, what was yeah. the film? Name? This is Kane. <laughs> I'll admit to being a geography snob in that, uh, not snob, but a geography Luddite maybe, in that I didn't know that Argentina got snow. Oh, okay. I was like, snow's not here? Because <laughs> in my Argentina is just Diego Maradona, Lionel yeah, Messi, yeah, yeah. hand of God. So it's no most, places, of God. most places in Europe. Argentina is not in Europe. No? Argentina is in South Africa, uh, South America. Oh, it's on that bit. Yeah. Oh, it's like the equivalent, isn't it? Yeah, yeah. yeah. My bad. My bad. <laughs> Hit the button if you want. We will. Sorry, guys. <laughs> You're right. So George's... No, are, I was apologizing to everyone from George's, Argentina, not George's, you. <laughs> uh, okay, then. Okay. George's <laughs> European Argentina is right up there with Ethan's New Zealand and Australia of the same size, if you look at them in the right no, context. No, because that's just... Mine was just No, because mistake. Ethan is from New Zealand. That is true. That is true. I retract. But that's like an Argentinian sitting there going, yeah, I live in Europe, like, while well, they're in Argentina. Like, no. <laughs> no, you don't. Um... <laughs> I will admit, like when I was in America, I met some people who were trying to tell me Cuba was a state. I had some people who told me there were 51 states. I'm like, no. And these aren't, these are like, like 18, 19, 20 year olds. I'm like, you should know. Let's write that on the flag. Just count them. Yeah. And definitely not Cuba. There's a whole thing about it. It's called the Cuban Missile Crisis. Look it up. You're not wrong. Yeah, I'm not. They were. I wouldn't. Yeah. Um, so it's never wrong. Well, we need a hashtag about that. Uh, there's a title <laughs> card. Oh, I said that already. Mark Hamill cast as Professor James Arnold. Blew my mind. Um, which has a link to I the don't know. comic book. Do you know Vasily? 
um I didn't write it down because I didn't understand it but um <laughs> I don't know whether this counts as face blindness or not but oh. I'd already I'd already read that Mark Hamill was in this and what character he was because I did the context research yep. before watching the film again I still couldn't recognize him I was just like is that who that's supposed to really do, do, is it do you know what it is, is? yeah Luke Skywalker. Luke Skywalker. Yeah, I know there's Luke Skywalker. Well, I we just did don't, mention. I don't think he looks anything like him. Well, we did mention older, in, so. our, in our Empire Strikes Back episode that Luke Skywalker, Luke Skywalker, Luke Hamill, no, Mark, Mark, Mark Hamill, Hamill. Gets, gets in that automotive uh, accident between yeah. Star Wars and Empire Strikes Back, so his face looks different anyway. And then you take the time and add it to that. Yeah. So have you have you seen him in any of the new Star Wars with Ellie? So she's only the seen she's only seen the ones that we've reviewed. Ah, okay, yeah, no, that yeah. makes sense then. That's why you didn't recognise him. <laughs> so there's a knock at the door, and we see Liam's favorite character at the time, Lancelot. Yeah, and Liam's like, "Yeah, I love this guy. Yeah, this guy's great. This, this guy's he's great. my favorite. He's my favorite." <laughs> and then uh, he, yeah, right, he, he, right. he killed. You also went. What? Do you have to have a bald head to get into this lot? And I'm like, Liam, these guys aren't British. Oh, okay. Because <laughs> it looks similar, I think, to the ones who we saw. Because we saw Merlin earlier and all that yeah, stuff yeah, too. Yeah. But anyway, Lancelot kills all these guys and like stops the whiskey from being dropped. And there's it a knock great. at the door. And then you think this film did brilliantly. Was it subverted your expectations, right? And mm-hmm. so you'd think it was um, something that the door was going to be a threat. And actually, the door is a complete just um, bait and switch. Yeah, it's yeah. a red herring because something comes in. Sl- and it's the first time we saw how, I mean, it was gross enough when he gross. was like, shooting them, but then we see the real gross bit where the woman yeah. with, her, with her knife feet, Ed- Edward says, Blade Ed- feet. Edwina scissor feet comes <laughs> around and slices and dices them all up and splits them down the middle. That was sick. But that's the, and it, 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 our first look at who she is reveals from the middle of it. <laughs> gross, but <laughs> such a cool idea. Yeah. But- um, and I, I have talk- several cool facts to say about her. Okay, before we do that, can I just talk about the editing really quickly? Mm-hmm. So for all the main sequences, if it looks a certain way, it's because they actually went in and manually removed frames out of the film so that it feels like it jumps and skips in some of these action sequences. Like, like in the slow motion bits or in the... Not, the not, it's not slow motion, stuff. but it's not fast motion either. It's just they've just removed, um, they've just removed frames. Okay. So when he punches, it feels like it's like a mix of... of, of slow motion and fast motion. Yeah, yeah. but it's, it's just them taking shots that's out. Cool. So that's what they use for all... And it's, it's, it's like um, indicative to this film. Like this has become influential in this capacity. So this does in the 2010s what kind of all that sort of slow motion, um, you know, time lapse sort of stuff did with the matrix when they were doing yeah, all that yeah, sort yeah. of whoa. <laughs> you know I, unfortunately i'm waving my arms and it doesn't really work that well for a podcast it gives her that jittery um, yeah. um sharp edge doesn't it, it also gives you the idea that he's acting out of control yeah, yeah. like he's being propelled forward because he is because we're actually skipping frames mm-hmm. so ellie something about uh gazelle sophia butella yeah lots of things so um firstly that um they considered a an an Olympian um, called Amy Purdy. She was a double amputee snowboarder um, to to play the role. But then because the filming was delayed, she had to drop out so that she wouldn't miss the Olympics. Um, okay. And then also um, the, so he wanted, they wanted to have the character with a prosthetic leg in it. And um, I think in the comic, the character is male. Um, and at one point, Austin, Oscar Pistorius was approached about playing Jesus um, Gazelle. Um, and um, apparently his representatives were asked if he could play a convincing killer. Um, <laughs> oh, and then this goodness. feels, I, I came across the same note. It feels like the stuff of legend of it, but Doesn't it's there. It's there. It's so, yeah. Well, I'm going to tell you it anyway, yeah. because it's always, oh, it's, it's 
interesting. The same as about OJ Simpson, though, wasn't it? OJ Simpson um, did do some some yeah. some work here. Yeah. So um, the the rest of this note basically just says, well, he de- he declined to take take on the role to focus on practicing for for his sporting events, but um, just a note to say that in the movie, Gazelle shoots someone through a door. And, oh um, yes, obviously he did, didn't Rufus he? Christine Camp, yeah. yeah, was also shot through a door. So that was a an interesting note to read. But um, in the end, anyway, Sophia Butella was was cast in the role and in, underwent an intense training schedule. Um, and she was taught Thai boxing, Taekwondo, and how to work with cables. So loads of different really cool stuff. She is phenomenal. She is a double am- amputee. The actress. Sophia Butella? Yeah. Don't know. I didn't actually look that up. If you want to take a look at that, see if you can find anything on that. I will. Uh, I'll start talking about the Who Comes In Right Behind, which is Richmond Valentine, played by um, Samuel L. Jackson here. Yeah. I Doing like, like a Mike Tyson impression throughout. Well, uh, yeah. it really annoyed me. Um, it was initially reported in 2013 that someone else was in talks to play the villain. And Mike the, Tyson? No. <laughs> Leo DiCaprio. Really? Vaughn says he was never considered saying that Leo came as close to playing the role as I am to becoming the Pope. But uh, okay. it's it's there, and it was addressed, and he had to, it was, had so much scuttlebutt, he had to address the rumor. So okay. we'll mention it. The role instead went to Samuel L. Jackson because he always wanted to be in a James Bond movie. But he felt it was unlikely to come true. Uh, he took this, saying, I felt this was an opportunity to play a really great Bond villain. I'd be curious to go, what, okay, which great Bond villain is this? Lispy? <laughs> um, Jackson has a noticeable lisp, which is partially inspired by the stutter he had as a kid. Oh, okay. Yeah. I did wonder, but it just seemed a bit odd. So, uh, do we have anything on Sophia Butella? Uh, I've just found pictures of her with both legs. So, I missed that's a no. Oh, okay. Okay. That's a bit so disappointing. An, unless it's happened since then i don't <laughs> since and they went we just be the move now i imagine it was just also be in the movie you gotta take your legs off yeah she's not she's definitely not okay many of the villains in the james bond franchise have had some sort of physical dysfunction dis- difference or abnormality samuel jackson's character of richmond valentine was not supposed to have a list but jackson did his first take with one vaughn yelled cut and then talked to samuel jackson who revealed that he used to have a lisp or a stutter which he overcame and was jokingly remarked that this lisp is valentine's reason for being villainous this is what starts him on a Path. I was going to say, I thought that might be. Yeah, I guess. The Silly funny book. thing is, he's got no stomach for violence, <laughs> which is a super villain. That's the interesting part of this character. It's not the lisp. No, it's the fact that he's 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 like a mob boss, basically. Yeah, he's going to kill thousands. He's so squeamish. He like they have to cover all the dead bodies with like blankets before he walks in. Yeah, or else he'll lose it. But then we go back to Harry and we go to the tailor shop. And during the lead up to World Wars One and Two, the British intelligence services often did use tailor shops as fronts for their activities. Oh wow! Ellie, do you have anything about um, the tailor shop on Eleven Savile Row? Uh, yes. So um, just the fact that the Savile Row in Mayfair and Huntsman Tailors provided the clothes um, for the film and also the exterior. Um, like for the actual filming yeah. as well. Um, and also that um, Lock & Co did provide the hats, as is mentioned in the film, and several other heritage brands were involved and cus- customers can actually buy all of the outfits that they see in the film. That's pretty cool. Yeah, it's the first of its kind. It makes it the first film from which customers can buy all the outfits they see. And it also, not only was it like the fancy clothes, even Adidas gets involved and does like a whole bunch of custom stuff, which you can buy as well. That's even better. That so, is cool. 
Yeah, so both sides of it, both the posh sort of hairy side of it and the uh, and the eggsy side of it. You can go ahead. What about Sophia's? <laughs> Don't know about that. Uh, we then meet uh, Michael Caine. We do. Playing Arthur. We don't really get a real name from him. He's just Arthur. Uh, and they toast Lancelot. We find out this is what happens when people die. All the Kingsmen get together in the original Zoom meeting. Around their virtual roundtable. Yes. Yeah. And they uh, all, all have a drink. It was like... It was like, Zoom on steroids. Yeah, it was like it was like one of those lockdown <laughs> dinner parties you'd have where everybody yeah. got a drink and like came and hung yeah. out. Yeah. <laughs> I am so glad we don't have to do that anymore. Same. Um, and we find out in order to do the replacement, here's what's going to happen. Uh, there will be a candidate presented by each Kingsman until, I guess, and this kind of became like now there's two movies almost happening simultaneously because you've got what's going on with valentine and and his whole world domination sort of plot but then you've also got the is eggsy going to be a kingsman and i really like the way that we jump back and forth between these two they yeah, meld yeah. really well together. it was like you took two disparate movies but you made them work together you took eggsy's origin story but another story and then they brought them together in the end i thought it was really well done um and so there was a great <laughs> At one point, they said we thought it was going to be a double toast. I mean, Liam, you thought that was in reference to the guy getting split in half. <laughs> I did, yeah. But it was the idea that L- L- Harry was late, and so they thought maybe he was dead too. <laughs> so, uh, And we also meet Merlin, played by Mark Strong. Um, I have a quote from Mark Strong, Ellie, but do you have the same quote, I wonder? I don't have the quote, no. He said, this will be to Bond what Kick-Ass is to superhero movies. Aww. I've never seen Kick-Ass, so I wish I could make, make that sort of reference all the way through. I think he's in Kick-Ass. He might be. I've seen it once. He's had a very good 2010s. He's got He's got great. His 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 last 10 years has been very strong. Oh, brilliant. Yeah. Uh, strong. Yeah, <laughs> strong. Quite strong. I I'll tell you it. what, he's made his mark. Uh, <laughs> had a strong one of that. And the most recent one is Cruella. <laughs> I have not seen Cruella. Yeah, oh, that's good. Um, he was also in. Oh, what was that terrible Shazam? Oh yeah. <laughs> Every, it's like ninety-seven percent of Rotten Tomatoes. I'm like that movie sucks. I like so Shazam. Bad. Oh, Shazam is so bad. That's what's funny. <laughs> <laughs> um, so writer, producer, and director Matthew Vaughn wanted Merlin to have a Welsh accent. Mm. What's occurring? Yeah. <laughs> uh, but um, Mark Strong couldn't do it. That's and so they agreed on Scottish, which I, I guess, if, if I think about it, I can remember he had a Scottish accent. But yeah. mm, it was pretty, it was pretty yeah. good. Well, I was all right. Yeah. But that's me. Um, He's got such a great voice anyway. Oh, he does. And a presence. Yeah. A quiet presence. Yeah. Um, we get a briefing that there are biological, neurological weapons that could impact people's rage. We see that in sort of this briefing. Um, and we find out that Professor Arnold's missing, but he's not missing. Look, he's right there. And uh, Arthur lectures galahad about his last choice and merlin says he wasn't exactly one of us and so i guess this is eggsy's dad he must be talking about yeah, yeah. so no kingsman's running a pretty tight ship if no one's died in like 17 years mm. yeah they did say it had been yeah been it's not bad yeah, yeah. um and and you can tell colin firth's a good guy here harry is because he goes he was as much of us as any of them or something like that yeah, and i was yeah. like good on you and then i mean we're a fair bit into the movie and now we meet eggsy yeah played by Taron Egerton. Yeah. Um, tell you about people who've had a good 2010s. Mm-hmm. Mm. This guy. He's ooh, on fire. And a range of roles. Yeah. A he's so roles. talented. He's so diverse. But he's, he? done, he's done Rocket Man. He's done this. He's done... Um, Eddie the Eagle. Robin Eddie Hood. the Eagle. Yeah. Oh, 
god. I, I know, know, I know. But he's, he's done. Um, he's also done animation because he was in Sing. Yeah. Okay, I spent a weekend saying some lines. <laughs> <laughs> but he also sings. Okay, like, fair, it's enough, fair enough. Fair enough. Singing. He's just really, really talented. Um, he is. He is a great. Um, his feature film debut, Testament of Youth, was released first. But this is actually the first thing he ever filmed. Wow. Oh. So this is his like first time on like a movie set. That's amazing. Brilliant. Done all right, Eddie. Yeah. yeah. He's all right. So, yeah, set him out right. of ten, maybe. <laughs> um, I was saying to you earlier that the first time I saw him was in Heartbeat. Yeah, you said that. Yeah, yeah. in an episode of Heartbeat, yeah. Uh, Ellie, I've got a short list of other actors who are up for this. Do you have the same list? I don't know. Okay. So other people who are up for this were Jack O'Connell. Don't know who that is. Me either. John Boyega. Oh, I yeah, know who yeah, that yeah, is. Yeah, 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 Star Wars. Yeah, Star Wars. And Taron Egerton. Um, Matthew Vaughn cast Egerton because he had a likability about him, which was so unique. And would you believe this was the last major role to be cast? Really? Yeah. Because this doesn't work. It has to be right. This doesn't work if it's someone people know. Exactly. Yeah. It has to be an unknown. Yeah. Because then he's eggsy. Because you have to overlook him, too. You do, you do. If it was, I don't know who's a bit, if it was, oh, help me out, who's someone of a comparable age who'd be a big star? Uh, Tom Holland. Sure, if it was Tom Holland, right? You'd be like, oh, it's Tom Holland. Yeah. yeah. Oh, okay. But he doesn't get to be like this just like any. So he gets to be, you know, if you don't know him, and most, Ameri- day, and most Americans wouldn't. Yeah. He's just, yeah, that's what he is. He's this chavvy kid, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. And again, I think we sort of mentioned this a little bit when we talked about, oh, if you listen to Ethan and I talk about who do you think you are, and we talked about kind of uh, council flats and things like that mm-hmm. in, um, in regards to Rose Tyler. Uh, this is that sort of um, stereotype, but like dialed up. Yep, yeah, yep, yep. so you know you can tell it's something we we call a chav here in the uk chav yeah uh key key signs of chavy sort of uh representations would be tracksuits tracksuits <laughs> gold chains baseball caps <laughs> hats backwards adidas trousers around your bum yeah. but but bruv bruv mate bruv mate. Mackenzie. Mackenzie. mate yeah yeah and just sort of, you know, slacker, chef you up for, slacker, yeah. low aspirational. No, it's, it's just like any stereotype. It's just, it's just what it is. It's just yeah. become this, this thing. But, um, and I like the fact that it sounded and felt London. Cause it needs to feel different from an American perspective. And there's a few couple words they don't know. That's okay. Yep. Yeah. That's okay. Um, it was authentic. Yeah. It was like dialed up, but yep. authentic. He worked out very hard for months on end to get in shape for this movie. He got up to a weight of 194 pounds and was down to 12% body fat for the movie. He felt it was, de- <laughs> direct quote, necessary to show muscle definition if you're going to save the world. <laughs> and he eventually developed six packs, uh, six pack abs for his shirtless scenes. He said it required a lifestyle change for him and total equipment to live in a certain way and being very militant about what you eat. He said he overall enjoyed the experience, would definitely do it again if there was a sequel, which there was, spoilers. Mm-hmm. He thrilled that his body was captured looking the way it was for the silver screen, adding to see my body transform and to have that there forever on screen is quite a nice feature feeling i would imagine that yeah, yeah if yeah. someone's to get in the best shape of your life and we're going to immortalize that for eternity yeah yeah, yeah. like you want to talk about your like, pictures Motivation. you put you, pictures you put on your dating profile i yeah. mean there we, there we go well look at john travolta staying alive yeah that was the best shape he was ever in oh was it yeah because yeah. Uh, stallone got him into shape he said he look amazing in that suit as well he said for generations to come we can all appreciate my abs <laughs> good lad and we meet dean and dean is like stepdad yeah and they need some rizzler sheets liam what's a rizzler sheet rizzler is like what you put to make a cigarette when you roll a cigarette yeah, yeah, yeah. because i think it's important to note that for the most Rizzler's part the brand okay but the most part in north america people buy pre-rolled cigarettes oh, okay, yeah, no, like mass produced so the first time when i'm teaching over here and i see a kid and they've got rizzler rizzler a cigarette that they've yeah. made in a rizzler sheet i think they're smoking a joint 
Oh, so okay. I'm like, I'm like, mm. give me that. <laughs> and they're like, they're like, no. And I'm like, you will give me that. <laughs> that's funny. Because I thought it was a joint. Because that's yeah, the only yeah. time you would see rolling papers. In, oh, in, at okay. least, at least where I grew up, yeah, yeah. we'd only see rolling papers if someone was smoking a joint. Oh, yeah. yeah no, it's it's, it's much more fun. widespread here. It's because it, it's cheaper and technically healthier. Well, I say any, healthy, uh, no, it's not. Is health- that because there's no filter? No, because there's no, no filters would be better for you. Sure. Yeah, no, yeah, you yeah. put a filter in the, with the red stain. Oh, yeah? okay. in, but, it, but it's because it's not. It's literally just tobacco. This is why it. you listen to this. Learn how to roll your own cigarettes. <laughs> for I was BFE. friends. With, I was friends with people who rolled a lot of cigarettes in college. Um, no, you literally it's just tobacco. It's not got any of the other like chemicals or anything in it. So it's technically healthier if if either can be. Healthy, which they're not. It's not healthy. I'm bad for the BFE. I want to say we're not calling no, hand rolled no, 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 cigarettes no, 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 a healthy no, no. choice. No, it's not a healthy choice, but is is healthier? Smoking. It's healthier than prepackaged cigarettes. Your argument is going up in smoke. Yeah, for someone like myself, he's a very non-smoker. I, I think we're all non-smokers. Also, yeah, yeah, yeah. I've been offered a drag on a cigarette many a time. Question: Has anybody no. amongst the four of us ever had a drag of a cigarette? Yes, nope. Liam has. I have. You're the only one. Wow. Okay. Yes. Uh, my mother gave me a cigarette to take to my dad. Um, in was it, two, was two, it in a Rizzler Street shoe? In, in, yeah. Maybe, okay. I don't know. <laughs> I don't know. Um, but I, I was very young at the time. They said, take this to your dad. And I was like, okay. And I had, there was two rooms in yeah. between where we were. And I went in the corridor and I shut both doors and I took a drag of the cigarette. Uh, I coughed my guts up so much. I swore. Your mum gave you a lit cigarette? Yeah, that's my mother. <laughs> <laughs> I, I never ever went oh i want to try that i did uh, well i would jump out of a plane before i did that at the time my mother smoked my dad smoked, oh, uh, smoked. it's not me saying judgment for my moment it's just I, me never, going, I never wanted to smoke some people saw it and go they thought it was a sign of coolness or whatever it was or being an i never had any of that i was just like looks gross yeah and it, and it yeah. was and i took a drag on that and obviously i coughed my guts up and that was it i think part done. of it's because as a kid i was <laughs> i was raised to believe i got motion sickness oh Tell I went somewhere with people who didn't smoke in the car. Oh, okay. Turns out I don't have motion sickness. I have don't coop me up in a car that's <laughs> being like a giant ashtray. <laughs> and exhaust. Yeah. Like, being hotboxed. Yeah, yeah. Like that's the part I had an issue with. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, it used to be, if, oh, if we drive for more than an hour, Ian gets car sick. No, Ian's fine if there's no cigarettes. <laughs> Jeez. Funny what you find out on the flip side. Yeah, but, and of course, we, I spoke about this with some friends the other day, but I'm like, you always assume your normal is everybody else's. Yeah, and yeah, so yeah. why would I think anything otherwise? Yeah. I was in the car. I got sick. My parents went, oh, it must be because you're doing that. It must be. Yeah. Until you drive with someone's parents who didn't smoke, which around my parts was, wasn't very often. Yeah. It just seemed <laughs> to be, it was, it was the eighties. Everybody, everybody seemed like they were smoking. I they don't did. know. Yeah. yeah. So yeah, I, I thought I was uh, whatever, but, um, he's told to get some Rizzler sheets and, uh, he doesn't want to go. He's quite, he's quite back chatty to his, to well, Dean. Yeah, but you would. Wouldn't you? Yeah. But to be fair, he wasn't exactly asked nicely, was he? No. Well, I think at first it was just go down to the shop and get a steroids from there. Get yourself some sweets. Terrible. Um, <laughs> and then he says, no, I was going to take it and I'll let you get some sweets. And that mm. was like, okay, you're calling him like a little boy. But he goes, has anybody heard that three's a crowd? Because one of Dean's guys there, he's like, how about you leave and I'll show your mother what three, how much of a crowd three can be? And oh. I'm like, oh, that's... Cr-. And, and like his little baby sister's like, yeah. oh. It's grim. Yeah, it's rough. It's yeah. very rough. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And this part, I don't know. I really have a hard time with Exy's mom in this. Yeah, me too. I get the idea that you're stuck in situations, but oh. She didn't help the situation. No. She just makes it worse. 
It's it, because she's scared, isn't it? Oh, yeah. And we skip a huge part of the story, which is back to me. Like, how much heart, how much violence and abuse? I'm sorry. Could Harry and the Kingsman have prevented if it had actually gone, you know that guy who saved exactly. my life? Exactly. Yeah. He saved your life. And yeah. all you do is go, here's a medal in case you ever need me? <laughs> yeah. Oh, that's the, my one thing with this is going, why leave him alone? And he made a big point about how much money they had left over from the First World War, wasn't it? Do you remember when he's going down in the lift? Yeah. yeah the oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. So why couldn't they have supported there? He said, like, I think at one point it's just limitless resources. Yeah, they, I'm could, like, they could support. Yeah. They? Like, enough that you could have get them into a house. Yeah. Oh, really does my head in that part. Yeah, me. Um, and so, um, he, he, I guess he must go get the wrestler sheets or he just bails. <laughs> he goes to the pub with his mates and then there's like a younger generation of chavs. <laughs> I, I guess they're like... They're like Dean's like little gang. Dean's gang, yeah. yeah. And they kick out um they kick out Eggsy and his, and his friends. But who, you can see even who then, basically disappear after this scene. But you can see even then he sort of stands up to them ish, doesn't he? There's, who, a, bit, there's a bit of fight in him, yeah. Oh Eggsy fights, but he knows yeah, yeah, he's yeah. he's on the wrong side of the numbers game. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But then he goes outside and he steals the car. That's funny. And he does like a bunch of donuts and there's that song. Is this the bonkers song? Yeah. yeah. I love the line. He's just done like 50, 50 donuts, donuts in my face and then drove off. <laughs> yeah. 15 donuts is yeah. great. Uh, and so um, Eggsy and his mates, I mean, there's this great bit where the, the guy who's like the head of a younger gang is on the phone being like, he's nicked my car. He's, and we stay the shot on him and we see him drive off in, in the in the background of the shot and to the left. And then as he's still on the, on the phone, we see Eggsy reverse around the corner <laughs> with a cop car chasing him and the shot doesn't change. It's a, it was, a, it's a, it's guaranteed a laugh. It's great. Because you think the shot's over and then yeah, it comes yeah. back at you. Hilarious. But I will say this, they're all like, you know, laughing at the cops and flying, throwing up two fingers which in this country is like the middle finger and other rude gestures you might say and whatnot one is f off one is f you it depends which oh really yeah yeah all right um and then this is you okay that's off okay but then liam might be doubting the the credibility of your (laughs) 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 your distinction i've just never heard that before um (laughs) but you know it makes sense so then we get to um, and he's getting caught in the story. I'm like, you guys are in some serious trouble. This isn't like, this isn't like small. No. But if the cops start chasing you, I'd be, I think I'd be in with a whole, I'm like, okay, I'm probably, get, I'm probably in proper trouble. Not now. even covering their faces. <laughs> no. And so he crashes the car once and then he tells his mates to get out and then he crashes the car a second time into the cops so that they'll take him in and only him in and also mobilizes the cop car so he can't chase his friends yeah and then we go to the police station where finchie from the uk version of the office that's ralph ineson tries to get Eggsy to roll over on his mates and he won't uh, this isn't like some sort of drug thing where they're like come on roll over on the guy who, is, roll over on what the two guys who weren't driving the car were just accomplices yeah, yeah i think they're known i think from what they were saying was that they're all thieves well they're yeah but he's in a co- but what's he, he's got to be offering him a deal from to roll over but he's the one who's on the, the like he's the guy who did the crime in this case not the one who yeah, yeah. the other two are accessories absolutely yeah. and accomplices but it doesn't make any sense why would you give the guy who did the crime a deal to get the accomplices yeah yeah it makes because sense. maybe they've stolen more well unless they're like serial killers in which case maybe no, I think they're just things. Yeah, I, yeah. I, it was really easy to decide with Eggsy about why he's not yeah. rolling over on him here. Yeah. Um, Eggsy phones the number on the metal, and we get told it's a complaints department. 
And at first he says, you know, his name and what problem he's like, I can't help you. I'm sorry. And then he just says, phones up a second time. It was Oxford's, not Brogue's. And they said, your complaint has been registered. Thank you very much. <laughs> and he sprung, very fact. he sprung within moments. He is. Yep. Uh, and Harry sees him outside, asks if he wants a lift after a little bit of, why should I give you, because I'm the one who bailed you out or got you out, whatever yeah. that is. And they go, to the, they go back to the same pub. Yeah. If you're actually ballsy. No other pubs in. If, if you're actually ballsy move, isn't it? Yeah, it is, yeah. isn't it? <laughs> Especially if you don't know what this guy can do. That's all he knows. Don't you go to any other pub? That's just all yeah. he knows, isn't it? There's a clash of cultures uh, between the two of them, obviously. And uh, out of nowhere, uh, Harry says that Eggsy's father be disappointed in the choices he's made. Eggsy pushes back and says, basically, it's a, it's, a, it's a whole lecture about privilege. If I had the same opportunities yeah. you had, I think it would have worked out better for me, too. But what you snobs don't get is that it's not an equal playing field. Which Harry uh, could have sorted. Yeah, which Harry could have sorted. <laughs> he, he, should feel, he should feel guilty about he this. He should, should he? Uh, in comes Dean's thugs, and they tell him this to clear off. And I just love it. Colin first says, I'm just a, I've had a rather emotional day. <laughs> and whatever beef it is you have of Eggsy, and I fully understand why you would. <laughs> sure, it's well-founded. Just, just let it sit for now, because I'd like to really uh, enjoy this lovely pint of Guinness. <laughs> and they go, no, you should leave, you should leave. And then as he gets up to leave, one of the guys basically says, if you want a male prostitute, you can find some down on Smith Road or whatever it was Smith called. Smith Street, Smith yeah. Street, yeah. And this is where we get the, the manners, ksh, maketh, man and i love alliteration and a rule of three so this does many things for me and he grabs the the umbrella with the uh the handle of it and he scoops a beer stein and smacks it like a good chunky pint glass not one of these little delicate ones like barrel glass yeah one that's like got like the the bits where like when you look at it it like like goes cloudy like a waffle iron i like that yeah so you know and it, it just hits the guy in the head and he goes are we just gonna stand here or are we going to fight and we see colin firth action star oh amazing it blew so my good. mind he's i did so not good. think colin firth was capable of this me either he's amazing good on him what can't he do <laughs> the cinema photography in this scene was amazing as well i'll tell you what he can't do play paddington <laughs> he was the original paddington they had to replace him remember yeah you were on the episode i know i'm sure i was <laughs> you know my short-term memory it was uh he, get, he, he records like half of it and then they replaced him with ben um, what's his name yeah, ben yeah. Wislow, Wilo, Wishaw, yeah. So um, then, uh, I mean, the umbrella was great. The amnesia mode is great. And then without saying anything, he sits back down to his pint of Guinness. Finishes. And finishes it. And Exy's just been sat the whole time. <laughs> didn't engage. And he's shocked. And they go back home and Dean is beating the crap uh, out of Exy. And um, Harry has put a bug on the shoulder, the yeah. shoulder of um of Eggsy. of Eggsy. and so uh, he can hear everything dean's doing and so he comes through like the voice of god <laughs> you'll stop that now if you don't do this <laughs> i'm gonna report to the police again harry just do it yeah 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 like get him Eggsy out of there and then do it yeah, yeah. absolutely it would. would probably save again yeah. like how many i hate to say this but how much abuse is harry's not harry's has Eggsy's mom take had to undertake <laughs> because harry looks the other way exactly yeah um and so uh he's he tells Eggsy to meet him at the tailor and we have a brief and i would like to do this a little bit longer a brief parkour scene that was so good it was so cool but it, it just kind of ends yeah, without it like it just like and i'm done 
<laughs> and he turns around and sort of flips yeah, everybody yeah. Yeah. but I'm, I'm just a little bit longer might, might, might have been nice yeah but yeah a little bit of a chase would have been a little bit of a chase a little bit more yeah. I felt like it was just getting started and I was like oh I'm seeing something cool and then it was over I'm like maybe we'll have this come back to this no no I'm not really <laughs> Um, I will say this in the scene with him and uh, with Harry and Eggsy in the pub and Harry saying your father be disappointed with you. He does list off some expositional things, but it was a good way to do it. Yeah. Yeah. You were great in primary school. Okay. He's smart. Yeah. You you were great at gymnastics. Okay. He'll be physically capable to do the job as opposed to you're just some random street kid. Any street kid can turn into this. I thought it was really good. It was. Um, And then we go to um, the Taylors and, uh, we did the park thing. They go to the mirror, and he sort of, you know what I see? And he's like, someone who wants to know what's going on. He's like, no, I see a young man with potential. And he goes, you ever see, you ever see movies? You know, like you ever see trading places? And he goes, no. And he goes, La Femme Nikita. No, Pretty, Pretty Woman. woman. <laughs> and I'm like, Galahad. Harry's clearly a big fan of the podcast. Yeah, because we've covered two of those so far. <laughs> Absolutely. Um, and he goes, no, I want to a chance for you to be more than what you were. And he's like, oh. Like my fair lady. Yeah. And I'm like, all right. That's because well played. Well yeah. played. And he goes, you're full of surprises. And he explains it. Like, you, like, you want me to be a tailor and all? He goes, you want me to be a spy? He says, kind of. He says, we are the knights of the round table, but, you know, for the 21st century, we are the new knights. Um, and so they show up to the Kingsman. I don't know what to call it. The Kingsman facility? Yeah, like, like the HQ. Manor. HQ? Sure. Yeah. Sure. You know, um, Kingsman warts. <laughs> I actually catch on. Um, yeah, so. it turns out the last one to show up. And uh, this is the side film qualifying for the Kingsman. And they're like, well, first thing Merlin comes in and goes, I want you to write your name on your body bag. I'm like, wow. <laughs> that is harsh. Like, we used to do the whole look to the person to your left when I was in teacher's training. Um, one of the, like, so look to the person to your left, look to the person to your right. One of you won't be here next year. And yeah. I was like, okay. <laughs> bring it bring it i can do this yeah uh this is different there was no body bag and we meet two important characters at this point we meet roxy played yeah. by sophie cookson who i haven't seen in anything else me either i liked her because she's a newcomer i did like her she was good but i haven't seen her anything since either so newcomer and an early leaver who knows possibly yeah i'll uh, look up and see if she's done anything else uh, there are more obvious candidates people were, were talking about like maybe emma watson thank oh, god, god no no and Be- I'm sorry. I- see, Emma Watson's that level of famous that you just become overexposed, and you're like, I just don't need to see her. Yeah. That's see why her. they didn't pick her. Yeah, and Bella Heathcote, who I don't know who she is, but she was on the list. That sounds familiar. Sure. And we meet Charlie, played by Edward Holcroft, who I loved in this. I think he's great. He's also- he's great for what he is. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. I think he was also in a thing called The Riot Club. He might be. I don't have that. I've seen him before in something. Um, they had a building comp, a bodybuilding competition that would be uh, the guy who played Charlie and Taron Egerton uh, on set to determine who would get the biggest pecs <laughs> because they both had shirtless scenes in the movie. I don't think, you know, like, uh, you know, I don't think Ethan Hawke was having a competition with the director about working out and seeing who right. would, you know. But, um, you know, because they both had shirtless scenes in the movie and they wanted their absolute best. But Egerton said he eventually came out on top saying, I think Edward might have the guns, the biceps. But in terms of abs and pecs, I think I just pipped him to the post. And then Eggsy is bullied for being poor. We're like, do you go to this college? No, this college, no, no. He goes, no, I think you serve me in a McDonald's (laughs) on this roundabout or something like that. Yeah. And um, meanwhile, Valentine's talking to someone about the problem the world's in. He says, money won't fix this. 
and he's talking to discount Barack Obama. Yeah. <laughs> he is. Yeah, because we we, we see that the president the, the president is black, has that close, almost shaved haircut, like a yeah. really close cut. It's the same build. It's, it's supposed to make us yeah, think. Yeah. He's probably a bit shorter. But it's supposed to make us think it's Barack Obama. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Even, even the voice is yeah. is similar. Um, we go back to the dorm, which I guess all the uh, trials are are, mm-hmm. are sleeping in. There's ten ten guys and two girls. Yep. Or I guess nine guys and two girls because what the twelfth person's dead, so they can't really nominate someone. True. Yeah. So uh, everybody grabs shower heads, and Eggsy goes for the door, and then the double sided mirror. Hang and on, you've not, you've not said why they're doing that. Oh, because it's a flood. I said. No, you didn't. I said there's the flood. You didn't. You didn't say the flood. <laughs> oh, okay, I'm, I'm I'm ready to flavor this. You did not. I will. Say <laughs> I will. But anyway, uh, there's there's a flood. They close right asleep, and the water comes up quickly. Like it's not just like a little small like no. leak. Like it, it it moves quickly, and I guess half of them know what to do. Like take the shower heads out. And, uh, Stick and them down the U-bend. How many toilets are there? Are there 12 toilets? No, no. they're all sharing. They're sharing it? Yeah, yeah. Okay. Mm. Sharing the U-bend. <laughs> I'll tell you what. Out of all the things I want to do, I don't know if sucking clean air from the inside of a toilet's one of them. It's, if it's that or die, I know what I'd rather do. I, I'm, I'm with Super Punch. <laughs> and go and i'm gonna punch my way through water and break this yeah that's even more. like i don't care how big of a bodybuilding regime you had that's not working no. to which point merlin goes really well done guys good job thinking about the shower heads you've an unlimited amount of fresh air good job and well done eggsy for for figuring out that was a two-way mirror and there's a cutaway and then it's like someone told mark strong now now do an angry take but you all failed in my eyes. I'm like, whoa, what happened to well done? Because <laughs> she well, forgot the first rule, teamwork. And there's just this body mm-hmm. that you can only tell is female because it's cleavage from our perspective. Was she always going to be the full guy though? Yes. Well, yeah, because we find out later that she actually works for the- She their, just works in tech. She's just there. She's there as a plant. This is, this is like a mental trick they do on day one oh, okay. to teach them the importance of teamwork. I, I believed it. Oh, I, of, co- of course. I believe it, too. <laughs> yeah, yeah. What reason do I have not to? They gave you a body bag on day one. <laughs> yeah. Um, so this scene was quite problematic with the filming. Um, it went went wrong when they started to, to try to film it. So um, when they, well, apparently when they shouted action, the computer got it wrong and everyone was 20 feet underwater, including the cameras and the sound guys. Um, and then everyone was just panicking, basically. And they had to... Uh, well, everything got washed away and they had to kind of redo everything again and everyone was just terrified. And then it took a week and a half to complete that scene. Wow. It was also the first day of filming that it went wrong. Was yes. It? <laughs> <laughs> We're going to do it again tomorrow. No. <laughs> Where's some of that face replacement technology yeah, I heard about? Yeah. I want to sign up for that. And then uh, Mr. Darcy kills Luke Skywalker. Because <laughs> Harry goes and that was gross. He uh, he meets uh, Mark Hamill, Professor Arnold, asks him some questions, notices the scar, and then bleep 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 bleep, he and he's exploded, don't he? Yeah, and he said, "I'm not I'm not even pushing you that hard," which is the sign of going. Harry's not doing this to to the audience. Yeah, yeah. and uh, yeah, they and they decide Valentine and Edwina says her feet uh, that they're going to move forward the production of the plan. We don't know what a plan is yet, but the, but the plan. But they're moving forward. With it. Yeah. And then I've got a trio of montages. Pick a puppy, pick a SIM card, <laughs> pick a wounded Harry, I guess. Uh, so Eggsy, they also they have to look after a dog, which was great because the audience, you go, oh, puppy. And by the time it finished its training, so should you be. And I'm like, oh, I like this. And so Eggsy thinks he's given the, the girl a hard time, <laughs> Roxy, because she picked a poodle. 
And she goes, well, look what you picked, a pug? He goes, it's not a bulldog? Like, no. It's going to get bigger, though, right? No. <laughs> so I was like, oh, drat. And it was this great, cute scene of him running and having the puppy, like, tucked into his, like, I don't know what to call them. Vest. The vest in his, like, running suit? Yeah, because he told he's not allowed to carry him, is he, like, with his arms? Yeah, so I guess uh-huh. this feels like it's a bit of a skirting of the it, definition. It is a Eggsy is told not to worry about Harry being almost dead, but to go make him proud. Is there a party that's going? Might be two spots up for grabs. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. yeah. Um, lots of sim production, sim cards are being made. And then um, I'll tell you what, like, Eggsy tries to fall asleep and he wakes up to someone throwing a bunch of water on his face. Yeah. He's like drenched. I'm like, yeah, like, this is like, this is like torture. It is. That's and, what this is. And bearing in mind, he's just had that before where the water rose and stuff. Yeah, that's why it's torture. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, that, yeah. The, whoever threw it on him would be oh, Charlie. in the face. Yeah, yeah. But I'll tell you what, the Kingsmen weren't above torture. No. Nice. Jeez. Yeah. Um, then we go to the Swedish dinner with Valentine. Uh, I'll tell you what, the princess does not know how to play it cool. No. This is like Sweden's Meghan Markle. <laughs> she could have just waited got out of the door and gone that guy's a bit stupid don't you think yeah a bit nuts. but she says to go what you do is stupid and wrong and this and that i'm like well you're yeah you're, you're done die or be kidnapped yeah yeah why is the swedish president on his side though the prime minister prime minister yeah because valentine's offering a spot where i'm gonna blow the world basically get rid of the world and let you live likes the sound of that i'd be like her though i'm thinking you're crazy man well, the question is, how how feed do you believe that he can make it happen? Yeah, true. Hey, Barack was in. I don't know if you saw the list. The whole royal family whole over family here was in. in. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> like, even William, even get- William, who you think's pretty level headed. Yeah. I wonder if they had to get someone in the royal household to sign off. I don't on think those, so. Those I, think you, I, think you just, I think you just name names. Yeah. I know because the, the queen you can use because yeah. that's the queen of wherever. That doesn't matter. But like specifically, I think it said like. Uh, it did say like Duchess of Cambridge. Cambridge. Yeah, that's, that's interesting. very specific. I don't think they're signing. If they did, props to them. But I don't think they are because they're signing out their names to be the villains. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's yeah. what I mean. Nah. Like, just having, I wonder if they got. I just wrote it down. I just wrote them down. I don't think anybody asked anybody anything. <laughs> um, the Swedish security detail is destroyed in a really cool scene. For what? What's her name? G- G- Gazelle. Gazelle. Mm-hmm. Gazella. Gazelle. Because originally it was supposed to be a boy. It was. In the comic book, mm-hmm. it's 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 a uh, it's a boy. So I think it's. Yeah. I was looking her up it's a second just ago. Gazelle. It's just gazelle. gazelle. Sorry, yeah, gazelle. Like the animal. Yep, I understand. So why would it put an A on the end? Well, names often get an A on the end if it's a female version. Cruella. Cruella. <laughs> but Norma. Got, but it's already got L on the end, which is female. Gazelle. Neil. As yeah, an that's, L. That's eel. Neil is spelled E L L E. I think we should start that. Let's get that. <laughs> Let's get that tra- if you're out there and you want to name your that kid that, Mel. I'll give you a sticker if you name your kid. <laughs> that would be Nell. Like Bell. All right. If you put an I in it as well. Yeah, sure. N I E L L E. Yeah. Where are we at here? Uh, we are at. Uh, oh, so there's a small scar behind the ears. The Swedish security, a Swedish prime minister gets his operation there. Uh, and then we have Eggsy Merlin Harry looking up at footage, which links to Valentine. I said, oh, the only thing we found was this, but the links to Valentine. All his name's on half the SIM cards in the world. And the Eggsy's like, oh, yeah, did you hear the announcement today? And they're oblivious. And he's got it, like, ready to go. Like, he's got, like, he's, like, going to, like, screencast his phone to the... Yeah. yeah. He's like, I got this queued up. 
Don't have to do a search. No, nothing like that. No, you not, did search. not like me, where I'm like looking it up. It's the wrong video at first. Not from two years ago. Hang on, I want today's. Imagine <laughs> yeah. um, me having to get hold. Yeah. Of <laughs> and we find out he's offering everybody free internet forever. I'd free be, calls, free yeah, internet, I'd be, everything. I'm very concerned when it's one individual and a private individual who's fronting all this stuff. Yeah, maybe um, people might go. It's no different now. It's all the big. Maybe I don't know. It's not free though, is it? No. You know. So. No. It's you, it is if you go to Costa. Uh, I'd be I'd be dubious though. <laughs> yeah, um, and so uh, Harry picks up the scar behind the ear of one of the assistants or something like that, and he recognizes it being the same scar that uh, Mark Hamill had. Uh, just a small note: when the trainees are going through their basic training, they still look good and wear what are known as siren suits. These outfits were inspired by the one-piece garment that was famously worn by former British Prime Minister Sir Winston Churchill. Ah. So there we go. And then we go to the skydive scene. A great scene in the movie. Yeah, it is. Uh, I've got my little, my first note is literally, it's just fantastic. It is. It really is. Um, and so the gimmick is you all have to jump out of the plane and land on the mark, on the Kingsman symbol. Without releasing too early so you don't cause I, a radar. Yeah, off. you have to go yeah. below radar. So that's what you have to do. And at first, Roxy won't jump. And then she does. <laughs> yeah. And uh, we find out then, because Merlin jumps in and says, by the way, one of you doesn't have a parachute. So Eggsy kind of um, tries to organize the troops. Yeah, yeah. But this is where we have a shot of Merlin. It was a shot we'd come back to over and over again. Him at his command desk, just like staring straight ahead. Maybe he's supposed to be looking at a monitor. We're looking from the monitor's perspective. I have no idea. But we were always just staring right at Merlin. Yep. Um, and so Eggsy tries to save everybody, and there's a great bit because everybody starts firing off their parachutes. A couple guys get scared, and one at a time they go around, and everybody's shoots are going off, and it's just Eggsy and Roxy, and they fall, thankfully. And it was really good. They had this, like, little graphic for us so we could realize where the bad part to not yeah, do it yeah, was. Yeah. And then as he's waiting, to, come on, come on, pull the chute, pull the chute, and the music, the score is getting mm-hmm. great, and then he knocks the coffee cup over, and it falls in slow motion before it breaks, and you're like, this is all, it's, it's really great. Yeah. Good. And then, sure enough, they pull Roxy's chute. It goes up. He holds on to her, uh, manages to slow down enough to land. Uh, and um, they congratulate. He comes out and congratulates Exy, Charlie, and Roxy for hitting the mark. Two of them didn't hit the mark, and one of them pulled the chute too early. So he triggered. Yeah, so, yeah. from six, so it took all summer to get from 11 to 6 and then you got rid of like from 6 to 3 in like one Just go like that, yeah. they should that should be the first thing they do <laughs> uh, and then um, he has a go doesn't he he has a go because he goes because XC's always got a chip on his shoulder Yeah. why me why am I the gimp he says why am I the expendable yeah I'm the one who's expendable you're trying with me what's up and he says you want to come here and whisper that in my ear I like this and then he comes over and he goes you got a chip on your shoulder and you better watch this with that. And he pulls the chute and it comes out. That's good. And the trick is everybody had a parachute. Yeah. But what do you do if you think there's a chance one of you doesn't? Yeah. yeah. So, How do you work as a team? Yeah. Which is something they keep coming back to over and over and over yeah. again, yeah. which is kind of funny considering what we're about to go to in the movie. Um, <laughs> but uh, then we go to uh, the skydiving scene where was shot in uh, real life uh, actors, uh, were replaced by stunt doubles, and the stunt doubles were the Red Bull skydiving team. I can now say that at the end of the review, we will have an, an interview with Norman Kent, who was the really aerial are. cinematographer for this sequence. Such a lovely who guy. Who shares... Uh, actually, it was really interesting to hear about how this sequence came together from yeah, his perspective. Yeah. Yep. 
really, really uh, a pleasure to have some time with him. Um, Gives a very good insight. Very good insight. So we're going to do yeah. is we're going to do stuff that was Kingsman specific today. I will, we'll put it at the end of this, and then we're going to release the whole interview as, as a standalone thing as well. Yeah. Where he taught. It's really fascinating his backstory. It's amazing. And so, so some of the other stories he has about it as well. Mm-hmm. So definitely, definitely, we we could have spent triple the time that oh, we did with yeah. him. Yeah. And yeah. he was very kind with his time, and we want to say time a big went thank so you. Quick. A big thank you to to Norman Kent for making some time for us. Yeah, thank you, Norman. So, um, while plummeting towards the Earth with only one parachute, Roxy and Gary perform uh, Gary Eggsy perform <laughs> a stunt known as the, in the skydiving community as a Mister Bill. This is where Eggsy hangs on the Roxy and deploys her chute so that both of them hang suspended uh, underneath the one chute. The opening shock and resulting forces make this stunt impossible to execute during terminal velocity. I was going to say, how fast is terminal velocity? I don't know. No, well, we should have asked that. But they, uh, they yeah. would have been traveling at 120 miles an hour. Well, yeah, because this, kind of, this is more like the belly thing, wasn't it? Yeah, yeah. Well, I guess it wouldn't be belly purely because at no. this point they're almost stood up straight. Yeah, so are, it, it'd be quicker, you'd think. Yeah. So, yeah, we learned, we learned all about the speeds. It's a good listen. Check it, it out. It's good really listen. cool. And we're going to have a lot more with Norman Kent later, as we said. Uh, then Galahad, in the next sequence, meets... Van- and that's the thing, because each time we jumped from one group to the other, it was like refresher. It was like, okay, oh, we're, we're back with the A-plot. Yeah, yeah. which is the Valentine stuff mm-hmm. and Harry. Which and I then, didn't really care for that much. I was okay. With, at the end of the day, it is, it, is the big, it is the big plot. Yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. But I really enjoyed this mini movie that we had about Will Eggsy making into the Kingsman. Yeah. yeah. That was great. Uh, Galahad meets Valentine, like we said. Um, this is how you place a movie. Both plots progressing simultaneously. When Galahad meets Valentine for the first time, he goes into the name Mr. DeVere. Ellie, do you know why this is the case? No. This is because uh, it's a reference to Matthew Vaughn. Matthew Vaughn's real surname is actually Matthew Devere Drummond. Oh. So it's a way to, I'm going to put my name in the movie. I the like hero that. will have it. Find out the gala's canceled because um, I guess he, the Kingsman donated enough money to Valentine. Money, yeah. Which they could have donated to Eggsy. <laughs> exactly. Because <laughs> you know what Valentine doesn't need? More money. Money. He's yeah. fine. Yeah. Anyway, uh, they have, I'll tell you what, they have McDonald's for dinner. Yeah. Every time I see this movie, I'm like, I just want to go for a drive through. <laughs> McDonald's so nailed it. Cause it's all the trappings of like fine dining. You've got like this silver dinner cart that yeah, rolls up yeah. and they take the, I don't know if this is still a kosh if you kosh, roll it back yeah. like that kosh and you reveal, and then it's just like, what I'm just like hamburger yeah. or you can have Big Mac or yeah, whatever yeah. cheese. Why did I think I was going to be a severed head? It, it builds you up to think that there's something sinister under there, there is, or, there? or like a I lobster. Think, I think they build something. you up. I yeah, think yeah. Think it's it's a reveal, and that's where you might go negative, as opposed to it's McDonald's, which is <laughs> yeah, which yeah. is the joke, right? So they're drinking fancy wine with um with uh, McDonald's. McDonald's, yeah, yeah take, which is great. Takeaway food, uh, especially. especially there was Liam in this bit here that. Um, Harry then suggests uh, Twinkies and a certain bottle of wine, and I thought you might pick up on the grease reference there. Oh, yeah, that was, yeah. Yeah. With Jan. It is Twinkies a dessert and wine. wine. <laughs> <laughs> it um, says here it is a dessert wine. I'll, I'll say this. I mean, um, McDonald's, it's, it's always kind of rough after you get about. I'm convinced this is the thing that if it gets more than like 15 feet away from the actual restaurant, the quality of McDonald's food just like, there's like a radar. Yeah. Because it always tastes way better when you eat it there. Well, the weird thing was, I stopped at McDonald's the other day, right? And I got two burgers, exactly the same burgers, extra pickles. Do we actually have a McDonald's in Kingsland now? (laughs) (laughs) 
only about six. <laughs> um, and I stopped, right? And I'm eating this burger. And I'm thinking, that's a little bit cold, isn't it? Oh, I'll do. I'm hungry, you know. Bite into the next one. Burn my mouth. So one was like stone cold. The other one was like boiling. I'd be like, oh, I forgot. Just, just do one of them again. Doesn't matter. When I used to work for McDonald's, which I did many years ago, I'd have made sure whoever had, you know, the same burgers would have had exactly the same yep. temperature ones, cold ones or... Well, that would never been cold me doing them, but, you know. Have we talked about this before? I don't know if we have. What's your go-to McDonald's order? Oh. How hungry am I? I'm, I'm always having... A moderate amount. You're not moderate, like... Okay. You, you're not going for a pig out. You're going okay, for like a standard okay, meal. Just standard meal. Cool, cool, cool. Okay, a quarter pounder, yeah. which I used to have with lettuce and tomato, but they charge you extra for that now. They do. I don't like that they charge you extra because um, I, I take everything else out. So that should, you know... Yeah, that's not how it works. Fill, fill in yeah. the gaps. I hear you, I hear Because <laughs> I used to be... Yeah. Um, so I used to have a quarter deluxe and, um, when, and so I have a quarter pounder as it is and I have two cheeseburgers, extra pickle, no onion. Single cheeseburgers? Two, two, two yeah. Single okay. cheeseburgers, yeah. Oh. Sorry? It's always ah. a meal though. Large meal. Okay. I will have... Oh, so what's, what's the beverage? Oh yeah. Oh, up varies. Diet Coke or, and you can have an Oasis now. Okay. In a, in a Oasis is a fruit juice over here for anybody juice. who's, yeah. Cause we don't have that in North America. You just got to roll with it. <laughs> if you eat mcdonald's trust me you ain't gonna live forever <laughs> i was gonna go with that uh so i will have just a moderate meal i actually ate it yesterday i will have a medium big mac meal so i'll have uh a big mac and chips and if i remember to customize it i'll put extra pickles on the big mac um if Ooh, I, you're like extra pickles, love extra pickles. Oh. um and I will have a normal Coke, not like not Diet Coke, not Coke Zero, a normal Coke. You have to pay like 12p extra for it because of the sugar tax um, or a Fanta. But I don't know, something about fountain Coke from McDonald's is just oh. great. Um, and then nine chicken nuggets and sweet and sour sauce. Wow. Okay. Ooh, chicken nuggets. Ellie. Um, I always stuff. I never get the regular burger things. So I would get a five piece chicken select meal, probably with a strawberry milkshake. Um, and if I was feeling really indulgent, I would get the um, like the cheesy bite things that they do as well, like mozzarella sticks with yeah, I hear sauce, that. whatever, and a sweet chili sauce with the chicken selects. Um, I would get mm. my go-to is probably a Big Mac unless something's like seasonal is on that might be interesting. Mm. But generally, if it's like a standard thing, a, a Big Mac meal um, for the drink, I'll either do an Orange Fanta because Orange Fanta just tastes better at McDonald's than yeah, it, does it does any other way. Um, and then I would also do a uh, double cheeseburger, yeah. extra pickles. <laughs> we should be called the extra pickles extra podcast. Pickles. <laughs> uh, occasionally, I'll throw some bacon or some tomato on it, but I, I, yeah, that's yeah. more if I go in. If I'm just in the drive-thru, I don't worry about that stuff. I just kind of go standard. That's the beauty of the app, though. You can just do yeah. it. And then I might do, like, a cheesy bite. If I have, like, like matzo sticks or something like that, I might do that, too. Does anybody want to go and do a run? No, because the, the Hardwick's all... all congested in it oh yeah it's yeah. all um, shut off isn't it road road road? Road? Yeah. oh damn it yeah you can go back roads and go through to oh, the that's, that's a pain <laughs> i can get to the mcdonald's at my roundabout your roundabout line. is probably the closest one to do now yeah just yeah. to go down by yours um so then um they get talking about spy movies and um valentine says you like spy movies mr devere i think now they're all a bit serious and this is great because they're talking about a spy movie in a, in a spy, spy movie, movie a as a villain movies. and a hero to each other yeah, yeah. yeah. 
And um, he said, I always kind of like to imagine myself as a gentleman spy. And Harry goes, I actually kind of fancy myself as a colorful megalomaniac. <laughs> and of course, of course, you know, colorful is an interesting word because of the costumes that uh, Samuel Jackson's wearing in this thing. It's all color coded, right? The hat matches his shirt matches. So it's, it's, it's like a cornucopia. He's like half Spike Lee, half Mike Tyson in this film. I thought he was going to keep with the purple. No, I didn't. But he didn't. No, but Just I arrange them. Would, yeah. he's always wearing purple, isn't he? He's, he's a big fan of purple, yeah. He is. And uh, we find some sort of reference to the South Glade Mission Church that'll be important later, and the crown princess is missing. Here's where I call bullcrap. Look, she went to the U.S., right? She had security detail with her. Doesn't someone know what her plan is for going to America? You'd have thought. It's not like you just grab, like, Iggy Azalea walking down the street. Like, people would have to know where she is going. They did kill people, though. They killed the security detail. Right, but they? someone has to know where, she, in some document on some some computer b- database, yeah. there's what her plan is. I think so. Are you me if Prince William's not go, you know, going somewhere? Anything's <laughs> off the cuff? Yeah, you, he, everything is planned. Absolutely. Fine detail. Like, Valentine's meeting with all these world leaders. Like, you know, at some point, like these, these things would be registered. They put them in address books. Yeah, yeah, but yeah. especially because if it's all the world leaders meeting with the same person, and then there's also world leaders going missing, would you not put two and two together? Yeah. Beautiful. It's the Swedish, uh, especially, like, hey, Swedish prime minister, can't help but notice you two are traveling together. What's the deal with your dead security guards? Like, it's not even like security guards, de- you know, fear dead because the security... You know, that's because oh. he wants to be saved, though. So he's not going to rat anyone out. Right, he? but these security people have families back in Sweden. True. Someone's going to go. Where's Where's Hans and 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 Hans and Hans? This was addressed. <laughs> this was addressed in Austin Powers. It was it. Yeah. Okay. About the henchmen. Nobody ever thinks about the henchmen. Nobody thinks. Guys. These aren't, these aren't about, henchmen, though. These are just families and stuff. Yeah, these aren't henchmen, though. These yeah, are well, good guys. No, no, I know, but I'm just saying, you never yeah. think about the other guys, do you? You don't. You don't think about their families and stuff. Um. So the final test is uh, the three remaining uh, Kingsman wannabes have to win over the target and sleep with the girl. And it's all of them. Now, you got to think the girl's at a disadvantage. Yeah, absolutely. Because you're assuming, forget her, you know, the idea is you got to sleep with anybody, fine. So, you know, but the idea being that the... the 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 mark is bisexual. You've, you've got to assume that they did the research and knew that she was. I guess so. Or that it didn't matter because they're not actually going to have to do it. That's true. Yeah. Um, they go through. They all try their... Oh, very, shame. Uh, this girl is uh, somewhat... Gives them enough to keep them talking. And it's funny. They go, the champagne... Because Eggs comes over and goes, the champagne tastes funny. She goes, you, should, <laughs> yeah. you should try one of these. He should because this is what's going to get him. Yeah. And it turns out they've all been roofied, basically. Yeah. Yeah. And uh, they By wake... The Kingsman. <laughs> they wake up. Yeah. They wake up and are tied to train tracks with a train bearing down on them. And this random guy who they met in the club goes... You know, I thought... I thought they were going to have this like light come towards them. And that'd be some guy just pushing this lamp. <laughs> <laughs> making a noise nope. <laughs> i didn't expect it to be like a proper train so they, they, they try to question you who's the kingsman yeah at which point right when it's about to hit you it doesn't matter because it's gonna run over you anyway isn't it yeah exactly what's he gonna do go stop and it's gonna go boom <laughs> yeah <laughs> turns out a piece of the track like falls down it's and then pops cool, back yeah. up um it would have to happen really quickly because but it does how does the train not like jump off the track when there's a hole in it yeah true yeah the hole's not very big you would have to be dropped several seconds, but no, it doesn't matter. The wheel still comes off the track. It's not a good thing. Yeah, exactly. Not, but if the but if the train is solid, stay with me. The tra- front part of the train is solid. It's got several wheels on it. If the front wheels come off, but the back ones or some I of the back can't ones wait until you're still an engineer. attached. Yeah. No, it's still attached to the back track, but then they're not going to. It's not going to suddenly swerve because the back ones are still on because the thing is solid. Yeah, but at the same time, you, you've you, got you've got a body's width 
and the wheels are not even a body's width. They're, they're smaller. Hey, Phil! <laughs> do you, uh, does someone, People please? are saying there's a hole in the track. It's all right. It's all right. <laughs> Georgia says long as the back ones are on. <laughs> and it'll all stay on. It's It'll be dirty. Don't make jokes because I'm going to Alton Towers in a few weeks. Oh, my. Uh, where am I at here? I am the end of October. Are you really? Yeah. I think there is a, there's a ride at Alton Towers I, I think that I'm actually too does, does, the drop, does the drop track thing. Um, it turns out 13, in the course that, yeah. what's his name? Um, um, Edward, is it? I want to say Charlie. Charlie. Charlie fails the test anyway. And he goes, yeah, I'll tell you, it's it's run by Merlin. Like, what good's that going to do? Like, I don't no, know. It's, run, it's run by Arthur. Yeah. He's the head of the table. Yeah, Arthur, that's right. He's the head of the team. <laughs> they're spies. They're spies. They're called Kingsman. Um, so he's told, he's gone. He's told him to tie himself. So I'm going to call my father. And they get 24 hours with their mentors. And um, I want to know one thing. Yep. Right? You know when he's you know at the beginning when um uh he fights the goons in the pub. Yep. Uh Colin Firth. Yep. And then he says to Eggsy, don't he? He he goes get, give him the tranquilizer dart, the amnesia dart. Yep. Right? I get all that, right? So why did Charlie not get the amnesia dart? Because it's a long time of training that he'd have to forget probably because he knows about maybe, yeah maybe it's like a, maybe it's only like a half hour radius i don't know maybe, maybe they've been there for weeks i don't think you could knock that out of someone and not knock everything thing, else there must be once you once you fire someone from kingsman like like what's what's your move because they yeah. know a lot yeah i guess you just like but they also know where you are the whole time don't they so if anything gets out they just cut you off at the source. oh i think this just goes back to liam one of our favorite catchphrases on this podcast yeah um I believe it goes MGM and I don't mean I don't mean Metro Goldwyn Meyer, I mean no. movie's got a movie. Movie has got a movie. All right. George's movie favorite phrase. Has got a movie. Trademark. So. Trademark. <laughs> you get me in trouble. <laughs> um and so uh where are we at here? <laughs> Sorry. No, you're fine. I'll, I'll peer off. Um, so we go to the news and how it should be, and we go to Harry's office, just like film filled with like all like sun covers and it really is like the sun i i said this today. even you were like we were like Shh, he explains it <laughs> and he does yeah but but, but it still is like this because the sun if you're not from um great canada britain. or great britain because australia has yeah. a sun canada's got a sun do they toronto sun calgary sun vancouver oh, sun yeah okay so the sun although the sun's not nearly as salacious in canada as it is here like the british sun is like same oh, owner okay. same owner oh okay but just re- not nearly as ridiculous yeah but is like it's generally celebrity gossip or uh that's where the page three girl comes from, if anyone is familiar yeah. with that concept. Page three girl in Canada, the sunshine girl. Um, they don't go topless. But for a long time, when I first That's moved over nice, here. That's doesn't it? Sunshine girl. Yeah, when, I, when, I, when I first moved over here, like, yeah, the, the page three girl still existed. And it was a topless picture in the paper every day. Yeah. I like that. <laughs> I've got rid of that now. They have. <laughs> they have got rid of that, yeah. They have got rid of that, yeah. Almost as if having it in a newspaper that's available for anyone to see at any point in hey, any shop hey, is that not made necessarily it, that a good made it, thing. That made a career out of Samantha Fox and Linda Lasardi, and they were pleased. That I they- will say <laughs> that um, it was really weird working in a school because you have a newspaper that says, look, women are basically sexual objects. Yep. And then you send these these boys who are like 13, 14, and then you send them off to go, you know, have like female members of authority and go, well, I can't understand why, you know, they're sexualizing their teachers. Well, it, you don't say. We're a nation that is usually so prude and like doesn't that's, talk about that's very true. all of these sorts of things. The fact that we had this 
thing that every every day or every week, whatever it was, there was a daily, daily, a topless yeah. picture of a woman, literally a turn of a page into a newspaper. Just and one. It was a yep. full, full page picture, uh, or like half page. But it, yeah. was, it was most of the page. It was most of the distance, top to bottom. Yeah, of the yeah, page, yeah, yeah. That's what I mean. Like, and the fact that we had that, and she was topless, and it, it just blows my mind. Like, whoever, why did that go on for so long? I don't know. In Canada, why, is, why did anyone in, deem that okay? In Canada, we we then went. Wow. Let's have a sunshine boy, but then he was almost always in black and white, where she was almost always in color, and his picture was like half the size of her picture, yeah. and was on like mm-hmm. page like ninety seven, yeah. whereas hers was page three. It's not the same, is it? I used to work also, in a, like, there are specialist magazines for these kind of photographs. Yeah, but like, the thing is, right? I'm just gonna, buy those. I'm going to stick up for the page three girls here because at the end of the day, they weren't pushed into doing this. They could do it if they wanted to do it. And that empowered them to do it. No, I'm not talking so, about. I'm, no, we're I'm not, not talking about the girls. Not, not talking about, about the, the girls as victims. No, it's the idea. But is that news? No, it's not. Okay, that, that's, that's is, my thing. The Sun isn't news. That's what I was saying. It is sold as a newspaper. <laughs> it's sold as a newspaper. Yeah, but that's not news, is it? Okay, are we? But okay. Basically, the Sun is trash. The, pic- is. the pictures with the pictures with naughty, the publications with naughty pictures are generally kept on the top shelf away from kids, <laughs> yeah, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Unless it's the Sun. <laughs> yeah. In which case, just bloop. I used to work at a factory again, Canada. They were, they were clothed, like bikinis, but they'd go, What's the weather like today? <laughs> oh, it's, it's, a, it's a nice day today. <laughs> I was just sitting there going, Guys, like, it's, it's just, it's just it an image. It encourages the glorification of the sexualization of women on a mass produced media level that is accessible to everyone, and that is wrong. Georgia I'm, has spoken. Succinct. I'm, I'm not, Shall we move on? I'm not the woman, so I'm not going to say anything on that. Absolutely. Well done. Um, back to Kingsman. Back to Kingsman, <laughs> which has got some funny jokes in itself in that regard. Um, so where we at? So only three times a man's name should be in the paper when he's born, when he marries, when he dies. Fair. My name's been apparently. Then I've already do, broken that. What do you do when you write a poem about someone's Christmas lights? Well, not like 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 I did when I was young and I got in the paper for that. Yeah, what happens when you like Harry would not like? I did. Okay. There was this guy. That surprised me. There was this guy who. Uh, what the he wrote a poem. <laughs> no, that guy in the paper. There was this guy who in our community who was like went all out for for, for Christmas. Yeah. And he didn't have any kids. He was just kind of this, this this lovely kind of old guy. And he worked at the ski resort as a ski instructor. And then he had a car accident and got stuck. Uh, he slid off the road and got stuck like underneath a bridge or something like that, and probably had a pretty painful death actually. Oh. And so around Christmas time, one of the things was up. Oh, no one's going to happen with the lights. No one's going to. Yeah, I think his family did it for a couple of years, but that's a lot of work. You know, it, it, is, it yeah. wasn't their passion; it was his passion. And so they wanted us to. They solicited you know, school children to write to write poems and all that stuff. And mine got it. <laughs> <laughs> Little budding English teacher in the making. Well done, you. There's still one line from it. I can't stand. Uh, I still remember it. Which is oh. I think I talked about before you should know it. It's like the 30th of December and all we can do now is sit and remember or something like that. I didn't like oh, the way okay. I paced it. Yeah, the yeah, the yeah. pacing. I think I said that something when it fails, that lovely man's name was Mr. Pat Dales. And I think I don't like the fact that I used the word lovely. I, I, I only used it as a way to like fill two syllables. Yeah. 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 And I just kind of, I felt like it was just obviously a placeholder word. Well, yeah. he, and he was a lovely man. Yeah, yeah. Looking back now, I'm like, actually, it's not that bad because, you know, in Britain, we say lovely. We do. do say lovely. In Canada, we don't say lovely, really. Oh. It's a very effeminate word to say lovely. Lovely. So I, yeah. I, I, you're not the only uh, published poet. Uh, I wrote a poem about Easter when I was probably about eight or nine or ten. I can't remember how old. And it got put in a book. 
uh, for published poems. So, you know. And I look forward to the BFE Poetry Slam next week. Next Yay. week. Next week. I have never been published. Have you not? So, you know. <laughs> Podcast is published, isn't it? Uh, well, there we are. There we go. Um, so, um, uh, Eggsy wants to know, you know, if he's ever going to learn how to speak proper. And he goes, it's not about where you're from. It's about being better than you were yesterday. It's a lovely Hemingway quote. It was a nice quote. I don't know if it's... I think I read something that said it's not entirely accurate. It's a misrepresentation of a Hemingway quote. It's still nice. But most people do get it wrong. So I was like, all right. If it's... I don't think anyone gets Hemingway right, do they? And I feel like we should go full circle on the sun thing. Because all those sun front covers are there because doesn't it's 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 the crap that made the headlines the days that harry saved the world in ways that no one ever remembers yeah or no one will be told yeah um they go to the tailors dressing room one is in use and that's nice they just sort of let you linger with that let's go to dressing room three which is the gadget room and they just get all these gadgets and you know eggsy tries to steal which i didn't like no i didn't the time for him to steal was the first time he meets him not now yeah yeah. now they're, they're 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 two in together yeah yeah that felt like it was stupid yeah um and uh they come out and there's a face right you're out and you're face to face with valentine valentine yeah which was a great reveal i really liked it and because they bugged him through like apparently drink. you can bug someone through your drink it's it's wild yeah, they, they yada yada over a yada, micro yada. technology thing they have a magic doohickey in the wine <laughs> there we are it's been a magic doohickey trademark i love that in a movie uh and Harry uh, reprimands a top hat. And as Ellie said, it's a real place. Yep. And do you know how I knew that was? Because when you looked up at the sign, that was a weathered sign, like a proper... Yeah, it wasn't like weathered. a fresh one. Yeah yeah, 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 you know? And it was lock and something? Lock and co. Lock and co, yeah. Lock and co, yeah. Um, and locked up. And he says, I have a hard time understanding you people sometimes. You all talk so funny, which was great. With He's got a lisp. Yeah. So uh, I really enjoyed that. And then... Uh, we have a face-off and a meeting. It's down to the final two, Roxy and uh, Eggsy. And he's told, go shoot the dog. Can do it. And um, I can do it. his dog's name is JB for Jack Bauer. Again, a modern spy, not a classic spy. Yeah. Because they ask him if it's James Bond. Or, yeah. yeah. Eggsy can't do it. And which went Merle's like, at least the girl's got some balls. Merlin's an not Merlin. Arthur is an Yeah, Arthur. he wanted Merlin. I'm sorry. It's my fault. Yeah, Arthur. Um, Arthur is. And he goes, I knew you couldn't make it. And uh, Eggsy goes home and finds out Dean's hit his mom and he's learned nothing. Nope. <laughs> Jeez. And he goes to fight Dean and the cab is uh, hijacked remotely by Harry. And then we find out you aren't going to kill the dog. It was a blank. Yeah, I know. But still. Oh, I understand what the message is. The message is we train you so that you are willing to put the Kingsman above all things, including this, this, this innocent thing, because emotions, if we, we yeah. need you to, so when we say do this, that you don't question it, you, you do it. You have to do it, yeah. I totally get it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I don't, I don't have a problem with the scene at all. Do you, Georgia? No. I do. <laughs> Just, I know Julian. Um, yeah, we'll, we'll get to that, yeah. about it. <laughs> um, Am I with Julian on this? <laughs> I think you are, yeah. Yeah. And so um, the, the, we find out the first girl who died wasn't even dead. She works in the tech department. She's yeah. a plant that was just designed to make yeah. you feel a certain way. I still think she's dead. She's not dead. I still think not she's dead. dead. No, I still think she's dead. I think they're the bad guys. <laughs> uh, Don't watch the sequel. Because <laughs> Merlin's all right. Merlin's great. Yeah. 
There's an interception from. Oh, you were worried about Merlin at one point. Oh, I was. Yeah. Don't join him. Don't join him. Because I like Merlin. There's I like the first guy. Valentine's hearing everything that's going on. And uh, I've got here, we almost lost Georgia because Matthew Vaughn originally wanted the Kingsman agents to kill the dogs. <gasps> but Jane Goldman, Mrs. Jonathan Ross. Good said yeah you're gonna lose the audience yep yeah yeah you lost me i, I, I yeah, don't think i don't think i gotta for, for, forgive him for that nope. no especially because nope. we were watching this with pip in the room and we were kind of just going oh eventually they came up with a compromise of using blanks instead harry stuffed dog was always in the script oh. but the idea that it, originally it was going to mm. be yeah I, I leave him here every day to remind me of this fact as opposed to our you know yeah. After I cared for him for 11 years, yada, yada, yada. So if they did go down that route, who's to say that the girl didn't die? Because that's <laughs> not the dogs, man. <laughs> yeah, but, you know, you got to stick to the truth. Well, I don't, all we know is we can only go by what's actually the movie that we see, though. I still think she's dead. She, the movie's <laughs> we are told she is alive. A character that gives us has, does not lie in the movie. No, I know. I'm yeah. joking. I'm With the exception of... One of your parachutes, him. <laughs> yeah. So if anything, he keeps telling them things are bad, and then reveals, no, no, they're actually okay. Yeah. yeah. Uh, Kentucky, USA, where there they don't make churches look good. I'll say that much. No. Um, Although we are told that it is a group that that have been watched extreme. because of their extreme. They're extreme. Yeah. And in case you they missed it, they are extreme. Jesus. Like, like they start with like the the opening gambits where you find out they're anti-abortion, you find out they're anti-homosexuality. Yeah. But then we're like, okay, now let's start throwing in some racial, racial epithets. Well. So we yeah, go, yeah. okay. They want everybody's to be on board. Everybody's they? on board, but these are not good people. Yeah, which yeah. I think you do have to be because what's going to happen? You're going to be okay with the fact that they all die. Yeah. 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 Um, at, at which point. Um, no children present, though. No children they did, present. They didn't do that. Which would be really weird, actually. If you have all these highly radicalized people, they're they would be bringing they their children, the children with them. Yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm. But <laughs> I'll, be, I'll be a step too far. <laughs> That's why it's, like the, it's like the dogs. You don't, you don't put the children in no. that scene. So, um, and they turn on the little doohickey with the... Would the um, doohickey affect dogs as well, do you think? Don't know. You know, animal... <laughs> Pippi just, just looked up. He did. Don't yeah. know. <laughs> Um, but all I know is he that he is a dog. Is that he gets up and one of the women's like, "Where are you going?" I love this little speech. Like the fact that he showed up. The minute he was English, he would have been on the wrong side of these people. Yeah, you know yeah, what I mean? Yeah. yeah. And he goes, "I'm sure I got it down directly." Uh, <laughs> Good, please read it because it's he funny. Responds with because obviously he wants to say everything he can to infuriate this woman. Yes, I'm a Catholic whore currently enjoying Congress out of wedlock with my black Jewish boyfriend who works at a military abortion clinic. So hail Satan and have a lovely afternoon. <laughs> Brilliant. Uh, and then Valentine hits the switch and activates the SIM cards, and everybody gets real mad real quick. And um, Does he dial it up, turn it up. Is yeah. there a way of like dialing up the the anger? The- yeah, he was. Yeah. And they're a thousand feet away, so, so, so they're safe, we, mm. we find yeah. out. But, like, Harry goes nuts and kills everybody in what is, I think, the iconic scene of the movie. Oh, no, the iconic one is it comes later. Oh, it's gross. No, oh, I the argue- firework scene. Okay, oh. I'm going to put some of the poll, because I think my gross. scene is more iconic than your scene. Oh, no, I think it's the timed... you know I think it's more timed. iconic? We're going to put that on the board. Okay. The first scene is We're going to do a little... We're going to do a little... We're going to do that for next week. A BFE okay. poll. And also have my poll in. Which is what? The first bit where you see um, Colin Firth fight. Oh, what, in the pub? In the pub. Oh, sorry, you want to say that's... You yeah, wanna, that's my poll. Ellie, do you want to nominate a scene? Oh, totally, the Colin Firth pub scene. Yay! Oh, okay. Me and Ellie on the column first. Do I need to pick a different one? So there's four. No, you do three. That's totally fine. <laughs> so there we go. We'll put those three on the thing. I think it's I absolutely think it's. I've used this scene to to, to teach uh, editing. Oh, it's an amazing scene. It's but a I great think the scene. Most iconic for this film is is. All right. The thing very curious. Very very well, then, curious. 
You'll be delighted to know that in um, quite a few countries when this was um, released, this scene was removed except for the setup and the immediate consequences afterwards. I think when I first saw wow. this, I went, I can't, because I think you had the same experience. You're like, what is what going is on? Yeah. Yeah, and, it's a very long scene. It is. And it was and supposed very to six. It was supposed to be longer. Was it? It, yeah. took, it took seven yeah. days to shoot. Seven days to shoot. And originally it was going to be over seven minutes long. I bet you're sitting here going, is it not seven minutes long? It's not. Are the free birds? No, it's about, I think I want to say it's about four minutes long. I'd say about four minutes. When it's nothing but like action and reaction shots, that's a long time. I feel like Tarantino directed this bit. uh, Once upon a time in Hollywood, the end of that, yeah, a little bit. Um, So uh, Mark Miller uh, felt it was too much, asked Matthew Vaughn to shorten it. So Harry ki- kills everybody inside, and they get more barbaric as he goes along. They do. To be fair, the I don't think he killed worst. everyone. I, I think some ask. of them killed each other. I gotta but, ask this: anybody yeah. have a favorite kill? Yeah, well, it's not my favorite. It's the one that made me feel okay. sick. Which is the end one, the last one where it puts the spike to the bottom of his chin. Yeah, and then he drops and it. Goes I'm gonna go head. for the bit where he uh, sets the guy on fire. Oh. I like that one. That's yeah. mine. I like the one with the. I don't even think it's Harry that does it, but someone swings an axe round and it hits a lady in the neck, and you just see her head go. Okay, I like that one. <laughs> Ellie, do you have a favorite kill? Um, I think it's the same one. The um, when the pastor dies because um, he's kind of in front of him, and then he just kind of walks away, and you just see he's been. Yeah, he's impaled. been. That's the last one. Yeah, and he it's sort the of the spike, of and the spike lands on the ground, <laughs> and he's uh, he's stuck. The, yeah, he's just like planted there. Yeah, it reminds me of um. What's it called? The Sean Pegg movie and Nick Frost. Shaun of the Dead. There's, no, you, there's the like Dead. four films not together, Shaun of the right? Dead, Hot, Hot Fuzz. Hot Fuzz. When, okay. with the, when the spike of the okay. church goes but to his I also chin. like the bit where he reused the knife that he stabbed into someone's neck. Oh, he takes it back out because <laughs> he stabbed into someone else. <laughs> um, and so they go outside and it, it, Valentine's there and Harry's going, I killed them, all of them. How did you do it? I had no control. And then he finally goes, it's it's some sort of neurological... It's a neurological... Okay, it's listen. a magic two weapon. And he goes... Oh, probably um, distributed through your nasty SIM cards. I'm like, yeah, you give it to him, Colin Firth. Nasty SIM card. Nasty. Uh, and this he goes, me. so this part I'm supposed to give you my, my, my entire plan, right? And he goes, that would be nice. He goes, well, it's not that kind of movie. Shoots Bang. him. Liam, my reaction was the same as yours the first time this happened. Just, what the fuck? I was not expecting no, Colin so Firth to die at the half of a second act. I was no. like, what? So good. I was in complete yeah. denial. And then it's punctuated perfectly by two reactions. I mean, you get Arthur, but I don't really pay as much to him. You yeah. get Eggsy screaming yeah. Yeah, yeah. and you get Merlin shocked yeah, and just yeah, stare. Yeah. And it's that same shot. It's the often, same shot from straight ahead. Yeah. You don't often see Merlin shocked. No. So, and without anything to say. He might even take his glasses. I'm not sure. But he's, but he's just he's just lost. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And then you get the reaction then, from Samuel L. Jackson. Jackson. <laughs> yeah. Trying oh. not to be sick. Yeah. He goes. Is he, is, de- he dead? is he dead? And she goes, of course he's dead. You shot him in the head. Feels good, right? He goes, no, it feels fucking terrible. <laughs> <laughs> I'm with him. I'm totally with him. Yeah, same. Uh, we go to Merlin and Eggsy, um, who are in a meeting. Merlin says that thanks to Harry, we have Harry Valentine's confession. So this is a victory. And he's like, what are you on about? This is where I knew he weren't the right guy. Well, to be fair, you got there about 30 seconds before the movie shows us. No, I know. But, I mean, there was always something about him, even when he was doing the dog thing. Yeah. You know, yeah, there's like wrong. something wrong. quite fit. Um, and so, look, we can break the rules. Let's have a brandy together. And this is where Eggsy notices the scar and distracts Arthur. And I appreciate it. When are all of them Kingsmen? And it's the same distraction move he does when he nicks the lighter earlier. Mm. So you need the bit where he distracts him. Yeah, yeah. yeah. 
but it was too late for the first one. That I should have yeah, been yeah, sooner yeah. earlier in the movie. A lot, a lot earlier. Yeah. yeah. So because you need that, I like because the audience. I went. I bet you switched them. Yeah, 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 yeah. You do, you do. Um, because because the camera pans over as well. And I'm like, oh, you're not letting me see something. No. Um, and then we get a flashback to Nick Fury, Samuel Jackson. <laughs> Nick Fury. Explain. Oh, Nick Fury, I've got in my notes, is a lot worse than Thanos. Yeah. Thanos only wanted to get rid of half the people. <laughs> yeah, true. Like, Valentine's like, get rid of like 95% of the people. Yep. Yeah, that is a cool Oh. And then um, Merlin, not Merlin, Arthur dies. Yep. Because he switched the whatever, because there's a receiver in this pen which should activate something. Which we're told about earlier. This is carried in a box, is what this is. I was never well, yeah. which one has which one has the poison yeah, in yeah, it. Yeah, yeah. I was Or I was, inconceivable. It's Princess Brad. It, yeah. I was never more happier to see Mug Kane die. <laughs> yep. I'll tell you what's great about when he dies. When he dies, he goes right back to like a Cockney Proper accent. Cockney accent. Yeah. So, and he's the one who's been given such a hard time about how Eggsy's not one of us. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And I'm like, yeah, but you're from the same. Yeah, the same. You, you're, from, you're from the same kind of cloth. You've, you've forgotten who you are. Yeah. <sighs> Great choice. Good. So Great choice. Good. I don't know if it was a, I don't know if it was a Michael Caine choice or a Matthew Vaughn choice. Great choice. Whatever it is, it's a brilliant yeah. story choice. Yeah. Uh, and Merlin and Roxy and Eggsy, and this is the Kingsman now. And if I have a grump, it's that, you know. Uh, the, not the main grump that'll come later but uh, what where are they ever like eight nine kingsmen yeah. they are it is an international they're around the world yeah division. but like we kind of just yada yada over the rest of them yeah the kingsmen that matter are merlin arthur galahad <laughs> that's it yeah and replacing lancelot. and replacing lancelot that's it which is what roxy is now but we yeah. won't call her lancelot really ever again no they do a couple of times do they yeah, okay. yeah, yeah in, they, that, in, they that, do. in that final i thought maybe it was in the, the same place that eggsy's friends are at now Oh no, they call her Lancelot quite a bit. Maybe yeah, they- he did roll over on his friends. That's how he got out. <laughs> Maybe the kids had nothing to do with it. Um, and so she needs to fly up into the atmosphere, and we're going to leave her up there for the rest of the film. No, she comes back down. She comes back down, but does she ever reunite with anybody? Yeah, because you see her talking to Eggsy's mum. Yeah, but she's oh, on and the phone. Talk, and they talk to each other. She never... Do- yeah, oh, yeah. On like a headset. Yeah, yeah. yeah, but we never get in the same physical space again. Was anybody no, else thinking think that Eggsy and her were going to end up yes. together? I, I wanted like, that. I know I like that they don't. Oh, I really like no, that they don't. I want them to get together. I guess they're secret spies. They're going to be sleeping with everybody. It's part of the job, isn't it? Yeah. yeah, yeah. Um, and so uh, it's just going to be Merlin, Roxy, and Eggsy. We go to Valentine's bunker. He's trying to get them to party. And he's got this whole thing. Was Noah the bad guy? No. Was God the bad guy? No. <sighs> what about the animals two by two? No. no. Someone should be a party. Um. I guess the difference is that no one knew in advance what God was going to do. No. Yeah. <laughs> they weren't complicit with it. Well, I guess it. actually Noah was... Did Noah, I, think Noah, I think if I know my Old Testament, Noah did tell people. Yeah, he tried yeah. to get people on the boat, I but no one so, believed yeah. him. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Uh, and then we get the idea where um, they're going to infiltrate the lair. The lair. And um, there's a bespoke suit that's been made for Eggsy. He comes out and Merlin goes, looking good. And he says, feeling good. That is a ripoff of Trading Places. That's which good. was referenced earlier in the film. Yeah, yeah. Remember the bit with the boat? Yeah, yeah. yeah. Looking good, Billy. Feeling good, <laughs> Lewis. Like, like 90 feet away on a yacht. It's, no one's hearing no, anybody. No, no, no. But that's brilliant. But also, he really does look oh, good. Oh, he does. He it? does look good. He does. Um, it's something about like a, a proper like buttoned all the way up. Like it's a double-breasted suit. Yep. And it's, it's just so nice. Uh, in the lair, he's going to pass off. Eggsy's going to pass off as Arthur. Does Chester King's documentation that they have not have any description of age? 
I guess not. Apparently but you'd not. think leader of the Kingsmen, someone would, is there not a photo you might go? Yeah, yeah. Walking, I, yes, a name, Barack Obama. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, there's, there's no pictures of the Kingsmen though, is there? They're a secret service. Right, but he's, he's spoken to Valentine. It's not his personnel file. He's got his doohickey in his neck. Valentine would have taken a picture. Yeah. Valentine Maybe. might say, you're 73 years old. Yeah. Like, it's a lot of faith to put into a chip. Yeah. That's all I'm saying. Mm-hmm. Um, Eggsy calls Merlin Mycroft. He did. <laughs> I like that. Now, why was that funny? Help me out. I just found it funny because he was in Sherlock Holmes. That's, that's what I'm looking for. Okay. <laughs> the, the first one, I believe. Eggsy then finds the Swedish PM at a booth in the middle of this, like, lair, this apocalypse yeah, yeah. lair, um, takes him out, and then Charlie comes up. Surprise, we need him to be back here. Movie's got a movie. But he just goes, oh, he's here. And then he's taken care of. Yeah. I, I, I quite like that he's. He, was the, he comes back. He's the rat who won't die. Yeah, I get that. Yeah. Uh, Roxy almost doesn't take up the satellite, but then she does. You got to have a One of the balloons nice, explodes. Got to have a bit of drama in you. Yeah. Yeah, I suppose so. I suppose so. Uh, Valentine then moves up the countdown to two minutes. Roxy's falling towards the ground, but her missile makes contact. Uh, zero, zero, one. If there oh, is, I want to change this because we did a BFE mailbag on this. One of my most hated tropes in movies, oh, the yeah. zero, zero, one save. Yeah. Not zero, zero, three. Not zero, zero, two. Not it over travels and people think it's going to explode and gets to zero, zero, zero. No, it stops at zero, zero, one. That yeah. is one of my issues. That made me go, oh, come on. Yeah. Um, Although in this film, I was all right with it because this is a parody anyway, so. Yeah. Um, there's no, uh, <laughs> you know, save the world. And so uh, he goes, oh, Merlin goes, there's no need for guns, boys. I'm just the pilot. <laughs> and they kind of look at him and think about it. But then Eggsy runs from behind them being chased by more. I mean, Liam, you kind of said this. It's very Star Wars, this it sort was, of. Li- like the guys were in white, kind of like stormtroopers. Yeah. And it was all very, the way what's it was symmetrically. Ice planet in Star Wars. Hoth. Hoth. Yeah, yeah you can tell me it was Hoth like, sure. Uh, he sends Eggsy back to Valerio. He's a Merlin. He goes, give me your gun. He goes, no, no, this is mine. And he goes, let's go get yours. I'm like, movie don't have time for this. No. People are coming after you. What, what is what is going on? But it's this whole scene about, oh, I'm going to find this. Harry would approve. Yes, Harry would approve. It's like, no, you don't have time for this. Get back in there. <laughs> um, Eggsy's in a bad way, and so is Merlin. So Eggsy is is pinned right in front of the Swedish princess's door yeah. who promises that if he saves the world, um, he'll get more of a kiss. Yeah. Fucking. <laughs> um, and then not just that though. Well, not yet. That's, that's promised later. Uh, Eggsy thinks about uh, the eggplant, the eggplants, the implants. <laughs> <laughs> I think, I think, uh, I think Eggsy's also thinking about the eggplant. She's speaking in emoji language. Yes, she is. And uh, if Merlin can activate the implants, he goes, you're a genius. I'm like, it's not that clever of an idea, is it? Well, Uh, neither of them have thought thought of it, yet, though. And then we get uh, Pomp and Circumstance, the Macho Man Randy Savage's theme song, (laughs) and all the heads blow up into... That was weird. This is the scene. This is the iconic scene. Fireworks. Yeah, this is the one. I don't think this is. No, but it, it, but uh, it, it's a very good scene. So yeah. heads are exploding in all sorts of colourful ways. I, like, I love how they do this as well because it could have been horribly gory and it's yeah. not. They replace it all with like these. Because by this point, you're expected it to be gory. Yeah, it's brilliant. It's perfectly done. I'm glad it's not gory. Yeah. Also, the, you know, bump, like every every offbeat, it gives you a chance yeah. for that, that thing to hit. So it's, it's a really good choice. Um, and so this is what we call in- incongruent sound. Where the tone well, the, the, the of the music doesn't match the, doesn't match the tone yeah, of what you're see, seeing. I'm learning. Yeah. Look at that. Um, I could teach film. And then the people riot all over. They do that in face often, they? 
Uh, the kids holding headphones and you're hearing a nice song. And oh, yeah, yeah. Dying. Probably, yeah. Yeah, um, and the people riot, and something like out of Doctor Who. We just go down. Everyone from like, you know, the doctors try to fix something, and they go. Yeah. And the public are like all fighting with each <laughs> other. They be cut back to the main scene. Uh, if you want to hear more about Doctor Who, why don't you catch Ethan and I on <laughs> Who Do You Think You Are? Episode two drops Saturday. Dalek exterminate. Um, <laughs> I remember that being a huge deal when that first came out. Just as a complete segue. The Daleks were back. Oh, okay. Yeah. Um, and then it's uh, he says to uh, as he says to the Swedish princess, "Sorry, love, gotta save the world," and she gives him some extra mo- motivation. It's all I'll say there. <laughs> oh, I love it. Um, people were fighting, and that pub that they're fighting in, Eggsy's pub. It looks like the Winchester from. Uh, it does. Uh, like does. Uh, Eggsy's mom goes crazy, like with like psycho crazy. Oh, jeez, like shining, like the shining. Like the shining. Crazy, she hasn't yeah. quite grabbed the meat cleaver yet, but it's going to happen. See, yeah. this is when because you said she didn't think you she think does she phone the mom and this. says, "I thought." she was brilliant in this this double scene she's she good does. at not having to do dialogue yeah yeah she's yeah. bad at dialogue she's very like, bad at dialogue this this bit is, is really good uh eggsy fights uh edwina scissor legs uh gazelle gazelle gazella as valentine plays hot Nail. and cold with the with the touch desk <laughs> <Nail>. <laughs> <laughs> Oh, so my question is, why wasn't Eggsy affected? Because he's got a chip in his... Why doesn't Eggsy's head blow up? Because he hasn't got a chip in his neck. It's only people with chips that heads blow up. Yeah. How did he get in? They just checked the invitation Why the did he take the chip out of his out of Arthur's neck? Because they were studying it. Is they, that it? Yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah they were yeah. studying it, yeah. All right. Let's just see what it did. So he just literally gave his name, and that's how he got into yeah. this shindig. No, he had the invitation on Arthur's phone that he also stole. Yeah. Weak. That's what they tell us. Because Merlin had is. the chip. And it's got like a QR he... code on his phone, basically. Fair enough. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, yeah. Bleep. <laughs> I want to go in. It helps you. Get, it helps you get on a plane. I guess why not? I'm on a plane. Uh, and so I would quite like to know whether Gazelle's legs will cut through vibranium or not. <laughs> There's a question. Not, not in the same universe, I don't uh, No. Um, Javelin. Uh, oh, hang on. Uh, Exe fights. I said that already. Oh, so Valentine says, stop playing with your food. Kill him. Uh, and then um, they do this great slow motion jump. And as they jump, uh, you were calling it the whole time, but Eggsy kind of clicks his heels together. Yeah. Like, do it, do it, do the thing with a knife. <laughs> and he puts out the blade it. and he just clips her arm ever so slightly. And I you've didn't been told, see the connection though. What, the, the connection with her arm? Yeah. I did, yeah. Oh, yeah, you did, exactly. yeah. But, 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 but I'm looking for it, yeah. Yeah, yeah. Because I, I, I know eventually what sort of happens. It's not, yeah, it's, yeah. You're, we're hitting the stab, not a, yeah, it was. Not, not a small slice. Or something. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. No, no. It's great because she lands and then she thinks she's got away with it and then she notices and then she has to watch herself kind of die. It's yeah. kind of a nice moment. Um, and then she dies and then he takes off one of her legs mm-hmm. and chucks it javelin style through the chest uh, Valentine, yeah. which is brilliant because Valentine hates the look of gore and he has to see it in his own, own body. body. Yeah, his own blood pouring out from his chest. And he falls backwards and that's the end of that. He vomits first. Yeah, he's oh, vomiting. he vomits. Yeah, yeah. Oh, that's so gross. <laughs> so gross. Perfect. Oh, I have. Have you seen the... Yeah, <laughs> yeah. I know what you're talking about. I love Pitch Perfect. Oh, I could have used my wild card on Pitch Perfect. He goes and he sees Valentine laying on the ground. He goes, isn't this the part where you say some really bad pun? And uh, he just goes... Like Harry, so he said to Harry, bruv, it's not that, it's not that kind of movie, bruv. Yeah. And he goes, that's perfect. Because it is. It's re- repeat the words of the villain back yeah. to him yeah, yeah, as yeah, he yeah. dies. Uh, and, and he I grabs. I love that they acknowledge that 
that Valentine acknowledges that that is perfect yep. as well. He grabs two glasses, runs to the Swedish princess. Did you <laughs> save the world? Yes, I did. Are you going to come in? Yes, I am. And then he goes in. We get a small point of view shot from uh, his perspective on a naked backside. That yep. was a proper naked backside. That was. And um, that's... It, Merlin shuts off the monitors. He's, cla- he's yeah. a classy guy. Get on, Merlin. And that is that. Um, and then we go... And I, I had actually seen this scene before. I didn't think I had. We get to a, almost like a fake post-credit scene. Mm-hmm. Uh, he comes in, Eggsy, with his new suit, into the old pub, uh, which for the first time his mom's at. Yeah. Sitting at the same booth. It's the only booth people sit out at this pub, I guess. <laughs> it's the other side of the door, though, isn't yep. it? It's the best lit one, man. <laughs> it is the best lit one. And so it's about, uh, let's go ahead and get, uh, he says, Mom, I've got a new job. I got like, It comes with a house. Come live with me. Uh, Neil's not. F- Neil? Dean. Dean. Dean's not feeling this. Neil is the joke. Ne- Neil's sorry. legs already been chucked through That's Valentine. Right. <laughs> Dean's, Dean's not feeling this. So uh, he, he yells at him. So he does the whole manners maketh man does the bit with the beer stein on the forehead again and just closes with well are we just gonna stand around or are we going to fight and all of like his like entourage are like they don't look like they want to fight because they've seen this before now and that's why i think that's the iconic scene at the beginning because you don't know what you're gonna expect i'm, I'm just and then it's repeated at the end we, we, we we've all given our we have indeed given our our justification <laughs> for it so uh if i die here tomorrow <laughs> And this bird you cannot change. Um, the closing credits dedication state, in loving memory of my mother, Kathy, who always brought, put the extra in ordinary and taught me what a kingsman should be. Uh, his mother uh, is, was this Matthew Vaughn's mother. And was I was going to say, I didn't say Also yous. the mother-in-law of Claudia Schiffer. Oh, I like Claudia Schiffer. Yep. A final tidbit. According to the Gentleman's Guide on the movie's official website, the rules of a Kingsman gentleman are as follows. Number one, a gentleman never tells about conquests, private matters, or dealings. His business is nobody else's. Number two, a gentleman doesn't clash in public with enemies or exes or worse with out-of-fashion contrasts, colors, (laughs) or styles. (laughs) Number three, a gentleman is always happy to serve, whether it's opening the door, picking up the bill, or merely calling a cab the next morning. Ask him for help, and he cannot refuse. Number four, a gentleman never reacts to rudeness. He pretends he doesn't recognize it and moves on like it never happened because it never should have. Number five, a gentleman is always on target with witty remarks, interesting facts, and conversation starters that bring out the best in everyone. And number six, a gentleman asks non-invasive questions to keep a conversation going and attention focused on others. He makes them feel like the most interesting person he's ever met, whether that's true or not. Uh, love that interestingly uh eggsy follows none of these rules none (laughs) so there we go he's learning uh one of the objectives of this was to be the first in a franchise writer producer director matthew vaughn said that's the plan otherwise someone's gonna lose a lot of money i would say the less said about the sequel i think the better i don't mind it i quite like it i haven't seen i look forward to as a future georgia pick for a wild card it's colin i'm not at liberty to say that information is classified it is i was genuinely shocked when he died yeah um so that is kingsman i really liked it but liam it was your first time what do you think buddy um going by my reactions i i i really enjoyed bits and there's bits i'm not very good with gore okay so uh, there's little bits where I'm going, ooh, ah, ee, ooh, you know. Um, but no, there's no rule. The action was great. Yep. Absolutely great. Especially Ellie. the fight scenes. Ellie, does this hold up? Um, it, to an extent. Oh, surprised by that. Mm. Okay. 
Um, um, I still enjoyed it. I just didn't enjoy it as much as I did on first watch. Okay. I think a lot of the thing, like you said, it subverts expectations a lot of the time. Yeah. And obviously that when you watch it a second time, you yeah. already know, don't you? Yeah. So uh, maybe my enjoyment, it's probably heightened Liam by watching it with you. <laughs> no, because in a sense, I got to watch someone else watch it for the first time. And that's great. Yeah. Oh, okay. There's certain movies you mm, want to watch yeah. with someone on their first viewing. This is one of them. Oh, okay. Cool. So when he's about to, when Harry's about to get shot, I'm just thinking, I want to see how Liam takes this. Yeah. Yeah. So I think there, there's something I, I to that. It, I didn't take it well. <laughs> you took it the same way I did emotionally. Absolutely. Yeah. On, on my first viewing. So yeah. Uh, I, I wanted the world where I didn't know that, that Harry dies there. Yeah. So yeah. So in, in that regard, huzzah, huzzah. And I believe it is that time we have aerial cinematographer uh, Norman Kent ready to go on the line. So let's just invite him in now, shall we? We are absolutely delighted. We did hold the name back. We weren't 100% sure necessarily. We've been crossing our fingers and our toes, and we're thrilled to have uh, aerial cinematographer Norman Kent with us here today. Uh, Norman has worked for over 32 years in the field, most of them as a skydiving and aerial cinematographer, has done over 14,000 helmet camera jumps, has contributed to numerous feature films, commercials, television programs, documentaries he was part of the one of the first two people to free fall 10,000 feet and land on the north pole he was involved i believe in both the 1988 and 1994 olympics if i have that right also involved in feature films such as get smart eraser cliffhanger terminal velocity navy seals star trek generations and the one we're talking about today kingsman the secret service so it is an absolute delight to say hello to norman kent hello norman hello how are you doing i'm happy to be here super uh uh excited i you know these kind of uh, talks are always open up so many beautiful subjects and things to go back and memory in and also to share the the experiences so it's a great opportunity and i appreciate you having me oh geez we very much appreciate you making yourself available thank you I, I, i was wonderfully um flabbergasted fl- flabbergasted flattered when 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 you uh, expressed that you'd be willing to, to join us so thank you so much my, my first question is to come from me because i am the member of the group who does not fly well <laughs> which is ironic because i am the canadian living in england so i needed to get on a plane to get here but uh what the, the, the first part was always like, I want to jump out of an airplane. I'm like, that that strikes me as being a bit nuts. And we've talked about this in the past in the podcast. Oh, who would that, and yeah. who wouldn't? So at what point do you go do that? And then at what point do you go, you know what? Even I'm a little bit bored with this. Let me strap a camera on my head and, and, and go <laughs> film somebody else as, as, as we go. How do you get started in that field? Well, I think uh, I should say that it's it's never my life has never been planned. <laughs> you can imagine that this is not something you go. Oh, I think I'll pick this as a career. Uh, it's just something that happened. I've always shot from the hip, and um, if basically um, my my photography started first, photography and cinematography at a very young age. When I was 14 years old, I was a part of an expedition. There was only three kids in the expedition. We there was a crazy idea. We could go for hours talking about that, and I will someday. Mm-hmm. And um, I have material photos and all that stuff. And in that expedition, the first expedition we did at fourteen it was a disaster. One of them, the kids got malaria. Wow. Uh, we had to get out of there, get him out. We got lost in the jungle for several days. Uh, finally, found our way out, starving, uh, very dangerous. Uh, this is uh, seven kilometers away from. Any civilization, uh, descendants of the Maya, uh, 
border of Guatemala and Mexico. And this is back in 1970 area. Uh, Sounds right like a movie then. on its own. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. It, 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 well, it was actually. And, and, uh, and so then when I came out of there, I felt frustrated because we didn't complete our task, which was to live with the Indians and find uh, their ways, uh, find out more about them, help them with supplies and things and whatever we could uh, help them with as far as teaching and sharing our, our, our experiences. Instead, we kind of left there with, uh, you know, with our tails between our legs and, and our butts kicked. And so I swore that I would return. But that's when my photography started is because I, I wanted, to, it was this desire to share what I had seen and to share the beauty that I was seeing in this particular case of the Indians, the purity of the Indians living outside of civilization. They didn't even speak Spanish. They were completely isolated. And it was super interesting for me to to look at that. So I, I swore I would be back. And when I got back, I got a, a $25 camera from a pawn shop where my aunt used to work at, a still camera, and a $25 movie camera, Super 8, um, and decided to start, uh, you know, figuring out how to use these devices. Uh, it, because I wanted to share this this stuff. And uh, the first thing I did is instead of waving the camera around to see if it worked before I uh, proceeded to do anything else, I actually decided to create a little film. So I shot a little cowboy film with my siblings and <laughs> and uh, and cousins and stuff. We shot a little film in where everybody shoots at each other and everybody ends up dead at the end. So it was really <laughs> a funky, nice. funky little story which we can get into another time. But... It was clear that I was into, uh, it got passionate about the photography right away. I Once I was able to fix the camera, which was broken, and, and we had to shoot the film again, uh, and did edit it and everything, uh, and I still have it. Um, so that, then I was ready for the jungle, and I decided two years later at the age of 16 to go back there again. And uh, we found our way in. It was a miracle that we even found our way back in there into the same spot. It was now just myself and my girlfriend. A new girlfriend uh, who was not in my life at, in the first trip, during the first trip. And the other two guys were like, hell no, we're not going in there. <laughs> <laughs> and somehow I found my way in there. We found our way in there. And this time it was a success. We lived there for two, almost three months. Wow. And uh, learned some of their language, learned some of their ways, shot a lot of film, and did a little documentary on the jungle, on these on these guys, on, on the descendants of the um, Mayan, the, the Lacandon Indians. I was, by the way, I was raised in Mexico, so this is kind of, it made it all a little more possible. Yeah. Mexico City is where I was living. So that's how my photography started, and this passion was totally in, in me. And um, uh, people that saw my film thought even though it was super crude and very poorly made um that they felt that i had uh, potential especially from somebody that had no schooling on it on the subject so uh friends of my mom who were in the movie industry gave me my first job uh, at the age of uh, 17 um in, in the film industry they were documentary makers and those guys, the brothers, which we are, are, I consider them brothers. They are brothers. The two brothers that ran the company are like my brothers. And they taught me everything I learned. They were very thorough, very uh, much into perfectionism, very much into uh, treating the film uh, as, a, as an exquisite, uh, to make it so exquisite that the mind could then take the message, whatever message you had to, to deliver. And I learned so many great things from them that I, I, I can never thank them enough for, for that. And that's how I became the filmmaker. Um, 
uh, and you know matured as a filmmaker. Um, of course, I was still 17 at the, at the time that I started that. But during working with them, I also met, and this is where the stories cross, met uh, one of the brothers had friends who were uh, skydivers for, for fun. And uh, I thought it was only something that either military or astronauts or special forces or whatever did. Instead, I learned that it was something that people could take on as a sport. And the thing that's funny is, as, as I did many things in my life, uh, you know, going to the jungle was just another crazy idea, you know, motorcycle races and gangs and all kinds of different things that I did. Um, I, you know, I, I had um, wanted to do it only once. So I was offered a five jump package and the cost of the first jump was about 70% of the, the entire package. And the rest, the other three or four jumps were only like 30%. And I was like, no, I'm not interested. I'm only going to do this once. <laughs> and uh, when yeah, I, it was like, yeah, I now have almost 29,000 jumps. Wow. The information you, you read earlier um, was actually a little bit, uh, needs to be updated a little bit. I'm almost at 29,000 jumps now. <laughs> And over twenty thousand camera jumps. Um, and but when I when I jumped, I remember my my entourage, which was my friends and stuff, siblings, and they would came over to see me jump. And I, I landed in the middle of cornfield somewhere in a round parachute, and they came running to me, and they were like, "Oh my God, what what was that like? You're you're crazy. What was that like?" And I was like, "I'm going to do this for the rest of my life." Wow. wow. You know what's funny is we haven't talked about what you asked me first, which was Kingsman. I was just. <laughs> I was just about to bring us. I was just about to bring us back round. There was there was a propeller blew into my face. I had to sort of give it a little bit of extra muscle. Um, so Kingsman. I mean, uh, at what point in the process do they get in contact with you and let you know what they're thinking about and what is that process like? Do they kind of tell you what they're looking for? Do you negotiate kind of what it might sort of set up? How does that? How does the, the creative side of it come about? Well, it, it varies from project to project. In this case, first of all, most of the time you get contacted um, uh, and, you know, there's already a concept in mind and so on. Um, in this case, the original contact came through a friend of mine uh, who were competitors, but we're also colleagues and we work together in a lot of projects. His name is Craig O'Brien. And I always want to give him credit because we work together a lot and he's brought me into a lot of these projects and Kingsman was one of them. We worked together on Godzilla. We worked together on Kingsman. We've worked together on uh, multiple commercials. Um, uh, you know, just we, we're, we're great friends and we, we, we do all kinds of things together. Uh, so anyway, the, he got the call and we came in and uh, the concept was already presented to us. We, and they're very secretive usually at, at this point. Um, so we were doing the sequence uh, and the sequence wasn't very exciting the way it was set up mm -hmm. uh and it was just very uh, it wasn't very dynamic it had a lot of uh, belly flying i described what belly flying was earlier yeah. which is fine but it just didn't have the power of what they were trying to portray which was all this other danger that added to it and a lot of the playfulness and a lot of stuff that reads better in other disciplines and uh so the director of photography was not happy with what what was coming out and literally on site, uh, we started brainstorming with him and he started looking at YouTube videos and going like, I want this, I want this mm -hmm. kind of dynamics. I want, and we're going like, yeah, well, this is, uh, 
uh, you know, <laughs> different than what you designed, you know. <laughs> so we started co- contributing to what ideas we had and so on. And it was actually really on the fly kind of situation because we, <laughs> on the we fly. ended up... Uh, <laughs> Yeah, I, I, really, because, oh, yeah, I said no pun intended. Uh, but, <laughs> but it was really like, literally, for instance, we had to find people that were happened to be there that had, that were comfortable with a new discipline. Uh, one of them was my son who was working as my assistant there. So it was like, he was a great free flyer. And, um, and it was like, yeah, let's put him in. So, uh, you know, we literally grabbed from, from the crew like that to be able to do this. And we redesigned the whole sequence and, so all that was designed on the field by us, uh, you know, and very much uh, the director of the, of, the, of the second unit who was in charge of everything. And he was pretty much directing all of it. And we were just making suggestions to him on what would work best and so on. And then uh, both of us, Craig and myself, we were both um, different separate cameras, different. And we would uh, take turns, you know, not take turns at jumping, but more like sometimes you have a whole group that you have to shoot, but sometimes mm-hmm. you have to shoot a close-up of one person or somebody diving by or like whatever. So we would split up and go, you go with this person, you go with this other one, and then you design the choreography and then you go and execute. And so this is one of those projects where a lot of it was modified on the field and it just made it that much more uh, interesting for us because then we get to really design stuff and we get to really play with that and we get to really contribute other than just executing a pre-existing plan. So this was one of those that was like that. And we were happy to be able to change the personality of the sequence to make it one of the most exciting sequences in the, in the film and, nice. and uh, make, uh, you know, very big contribution to the film. So that always really um, plays well, you know, when, when you do something like that. No, fully. Um, each film is different though. You know, so fully agree. I mean, it comes off as one of the stronger scenes in the film and it's definitely in the middle of kind of which just kind of middle of a second act kind of thing it just it stands out as this as this critical moment and that's just an excerpt from what we uh, discussed with with norman kent Uh, the conversation was so good and he was so generous of his time we went for about 45 50 minutes that we're going to take the whole conversation and release that as a completely separate individual type episode Uh, very similar to what we discussed with sean prasad but uh the the conversation went so many ways that we weren't necessarily expecting off the hop uh it was so good i'm not going to cut and chop this thing up we're gonna put the whole thing out there as a full thing that you can understand and appreciate and hear his story where he begins as we heard an excerpt from there at the very beginning as a teenager and goes right through to pretty much the the, the current day it was a great story about how he wanted to celebrate his 60th birthday so we're gonna go ahead and put that up i'll tell you what we're gonna do we're gonna drop that for thursday so we've got the, the, the this if you're hearing this on day of release tuesday so two days from now we're gonna drop the entire interview we have Norman Kent, uh, really an absolute giant in his field, and was so kind to spend some time with us. I just love listening to that. Oh, so so cool. to listen. He is oh cool. my goodness. I want him to be my dad. <laughs> <laughs> Let's take a look here and go. Liam, what's the random word? Ooh, random word. Purple. 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 Yeah. Okay, purple it is. So, um, this doesn't win any major awards. It's not that kind of movie. I'm sure we can we can yeah, understand. Not, no. uh, Eighty-one million dollar budget. Eighty-one million dollar budget. What do we think it takes in? Wow. Uh, Two forty. Three sixty. Ellie, I've got it. Oh, you've got it. Okay. Do you want do you want to tell them how much you made? 
sure. It made $414.4 million. There we go. Ooh, wow. Not too bad. So there we go. Not yeah, too shabby too in the grand scheme of things at all. Whose story is it? I mean, I guess this one's pretty easy, isn't it? Eggsy's. Eggsy's story. Yeah. You can make an argument it's kind of Harry's story, but then he dies. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And you're like, okay, I don't know who else's story there is really to focus on here. Uh, what is the story? Uh, bad becomes good. No, he's not, he's not bad, kid, is he? Rags to riches. Rags. Yeah. To, don't judge a book by its cover. Yeah, but he yeah. he does steal stuff. He's still got a little bit of in him. Still, and, they, and they celebrate it. And the whole bit at the end when he flips the the brandy glasses, he said, "Kingsman's taught me a lot of stuff, but I had sleight of hand long before I came here." Yeah, yeah. Bad's interesting. He still nicked a car. <laughs> I mean, I think it's trading places, isn't it? Yeah, yeah. You, yeah. you 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 put a guy in the right situation, he will he will thrive. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So, role of women who is also called Valentine. In Billy Ray Valentine. Billy Ray Valentine. There we yeah. Are. Oh, yeah. Another throwback. Role of women. Ellie George, you want to start us off? <laughs> well, Roxy's great. She Roxy is great, as is Eggsy's mum, because actually it's a really, really good representation of what it could what it is like for a lot of women to be in a situation of domestic violence. And they don't they don't like tarry that at all. They don't make you think that that's not what's happening. It is no. Yeah, very, I I really like the well depiction. Done. Yeah. Um She's obviously not um, not a character who's really strong or made the best choices in life, but it's realistic, isn't it? It's incredibly realistic. It's really good to see in that. I'll tell you what I like in this, and you guys haven't talked about it yet. I like Gazelle. I like Gazelle. Oh, you just because Gazelle, yeah, we got to it. Gazelle yeah. throws down with the boys. Yeah. And Liam, when we did Black Widow, I said, it's a world where women only fight women. And yeah. am I really supposed to believe this? Exactly. Kingsman goes over and shows me she kills a bunch of guys. Yeah. And you know what? When Eggsy kills her at the end, yeah, it might just be a little a little stabby stab or a slicey slice and the poison does it. But they still fight, fight you know, yeah. f- you know, fist on fist, leg on leg. If he doesn't have that, she beats, she kills no, him. And you know what? Like, I, I don't look uh, at this and go, oh, how dare he beat up a woman? I'm no. like, no, she's, she's a killer. I'm a killer, yeah. Yeah, she's throwing hands in that moment she's just she's a threat and so i i genders out of it complete feminist viewing she's you know genders out. No, she's God, a threat yeah. she she's, can slice a man in yeah. half so i'm like oh shoot is he gonna be okay and then he throws down i got no issue with that this is this is what gets me about um the feminism that goes too far that, like the feminism that's like um not equality but goes pushes it back the other way and i kind of go yeah no like if if a man hits a man, a man hits a man. If a woman hits a woman, a woman hits a woman. If a man hits a woman hits a man, everyone celebrates it. If a man hits a woman, everyone's like, "No, can't do that." It's like, no. If if you are in a situation of self defense or of anything like that, you hit whoever they are. These are two willing participants in a fight. Yeah, yeah. yeah. It does not matter their yeah. genitals. You hit yeah. them back. And obviously, I've got a much different viewpoint in real. I, I wouldn't sit there and see some guy punching a woman on the stream. And be like, yeah, she's right. Like, just just don't fight. Yeah, yeah. But no, it, I do, I'm in a, a massive, movie, I'm a massive pacifist yeah. in real life. Yeah. But like in in a movie, yeah, yeah. Where, where where violence is part of the way where we tell storytelling. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. So I had no issue with that. Sorry if I jumped in too early on that. I think the role was pretty good in this. Yeah, it is. It's it's, very, it's diverse. As I well, don't like that nice. Roxy's role is just take out the satellite. When well, she's the one what, who's won yeah. the, the I spot. think she could be there just as easy. Now, she can't pass for Arthur. That's the problem. Yeah, yeah. that is what it is. But yeah. Um, Although best, she's just Lancelot. I mean, they've not got the same name, have they? But like... No, but it's, he, he had to give the real name. Yeah, yeah, I, I, yeah. Know, I know, I know. Like, um, favorite character? Um, 
Merlin. Merlin for me. Um, I did think about Merlin as well, but I went for Harry in the end because I really like his little dry quips. And my favourite one, which we didn't mention, was when he's in the bar and he says, ah, some other young men that are in need of a silver suppository. (laughs) (laughs) That's a good one. And and Exy goes, no, no, they're the exception. Yeah, they do. Can I have have an honourable mention, though? Well, can I give mine? Well, I just want an honourable mention for Lancelot. The first okay. Lancelot. There we go. The first Lancelot. Yeah. yeah. There's, well, there's about three Lancelots. In the this one film. I thought that was going to, you know, last the end of the film. Yeah. Uh, I'm going to go with. Uh, it's Harry. It's Harry. Uh, funny that it's no one great. said Eggsy. Eggsy's great. Eggsy oh, yeah, is great. Taron Egerton's, it's a, it's a star making role. But I think it's because I didn't think Colin Firth could do this. And he didn't. He didn't stop being Colin Firth, though, either. No, it's He brilliant. still. It's the most quintessentially Colin Firth thing he could do. And then he also kicks ass. I think this might have been the first thing I properly saw Colin Firth in. Because like, when I was younger, I wasn't a big, wow. I wasn't a big film watcher or yeah. anything like that. And my family aren't. Um, so I think this is the first thing I see. I saw Colin Firth in, and so everything else I see him in subsequently, I'm comparing him to Merlin. No, Lancelot. No, Galahad. Galahad. Didn't you say last week? You said to me, you know how you felt when you saw Liam Neeson yeah. kick ass. Yeah. He said you'd probably feel the same about, yeah. and I did. Yeah, yeah, right. I, said, yeah. <laughs> I weren't used to seeing Colin Firth no. kick ass like that. No, you're like, so, so that was good. Maybe push you down with a witty r- remark or a, <laughs> yeah. or a judgmental glance, but no. I've seen him in Bridget Jones and fight, you know, yeah. Hugh Grant. Oh, that fight! Yeah, compare the <laughs> with yeah, a dustbin lid. That. Yeah, yeah, compare the fight where they go through like, the Greek restaurant window. Yeah, compare compare to this. Yeah, that's totally different. That's a good show. Um. I'm going to go, where are we at now? Best moment, best element? I mean, we've talked about our favourite scene. Is there anything else you want to touch upon? Mm, no, because that is my favourite scene, that bit where Colin Firth kicks ass in the bar. Okay. Uh, just the in general, the, the cinematography, all of it in this film, I really, really like. Okay. I think it's done really well. Ellie? <laughs> um, yeah, probably the pub fight scene is, is my favourite bit. Again, just another quick mention for the music as well. I really like when the score pops up. I'm going to say the best moment in the film, bar none, the best singular moment, Harry dies. Oh, it is yeah, the yeah, most yeah, you yeah. don't the see that coming shocker. Yeah. Yeah. You, you're like because he's he's front and center in all the marketing yeah, yeah, you're yeah. like there is yeah. no it's not yeah. his, because to this point like and his, no his mentorship sort of shifts to Merlin yeah. and Merlin yeah. takes that role but you are not thinking that is coming yeah. no way first watch the, I would definitely agree with you as yeah. well isn't he in this film he, oh he's the star power for sure yeah so and then you kill him off and you go oh and is there anybody who can, can capture this idea of what a Kingsman probably supposed to be more than him yeah. exactly yeah, yeah. I mean, yeah, at least with the, with the context that they, they made it up, yeah. Because Merlin's the techie guy. Yeah. We've established that. He's the yeah. Q, isn't he? He's Q. Very yeah. good, yeah. Um, is this anybody's... Oh, Grumble. Grumble time. Uh, I didn't like the countdown. Um, there are a few other bits. I can't think of what they were now. We'll, we'll see if we got Georgia? Just a few general plot holes. Nothing massive, but they take away from what is actually really quite a good film okay ellie um so this was george's first colin firth movie i think this was my first samuel l jackson movie and <laughs> i really don't like his lisp in this um i'm not really a massive fan of that was, i quite like the premise behind the character but don't like the way he acts it and um i also don't like the norwegian princess stuff at the end she's swedish um Sorry. I'm going to go with um, outside the movie. I've had a lot of shots at, you know, why weren't the Kingsmen looking after Eggsy and his family a bit more? That's just a plot thing that I'm like, I don't think it yeah, lines yeah. up. 
in the movie that we see i'm with ellie i i don't samuel jackson i don't rate him as a villain in this uh you could have got more spike lee with it and had him be a big personality and still dress the same and say all the same things and be everything that, that he is but the lisp doesn't doesn't work it's not a, it doesn't it it's, annoys you. it seems like it's kind of the idea that he had and he was too big of a star that you couldn't talk him off of it yeah 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 so um anybody's best role ever Aaron Eggerson. No. Oh no, he's he's done Rocket Man is, is a better performance he's because it's that, so yeah. much more diverse. But this was an amazing see, first. See, I'm going to go Eddie the Eagle. I think is his best I've performance. Not seen it, oh, so, so good. I, I don't know actually. I like. I really like him in everything he's done. Yeah, I haven't it's seen Robin Hood. So diverse. Just to yeah. put that out there. Um. Yeah. So oh, I don't know. Everybody else, no. Even Colin first great in this. It's not his best thing. No. I mean, the guy won an Oscar for the King's Speech for crying out loud. Oh. Yeah. Yeah. You know, still bring me to he's, he's done. I love him in Bridget Jones's diary more than this, but as far as what he does in this, he's brilliant. Yeah. yeah. Love it. Yeah. Like, no one's saying Liam, like Taken's Liam Neeson's best thing he's done. No. But they're like, oh my God, Liam Neeson did Taken. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> and two and three. So there we go. <laughs> um, uh, I think it's that time. Did I hit the right button? And as always, thank you to Moonlight Social for our age game, Diddy. Uh, Ellie, what do we got? We're going to start with Taron Egerton. All right, let's rapid fire through these. 24. I was going to say 24. 23. Uh, 25. 25. Hey, good job. Colin Firth. He's definitely older than 25. 46. 42. Three. You guys are you're way low. I'm going to say 50 and be conservative. 54. Yeah. Wow. Yeah. That's even more impressive yeah. then. Is, yeah, yeah. Um, I, I think because I know him all the way back to like A&E's, BBC's, Pride and Prejudice. Like yeah, I, I know yeah, yeah. that was 94. Like that's a long uh, career he's had. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Speaking of long careers, Samuel L. Jackson. Oh. Rapid fire. Yep. Six, 67. 64. 68. 66. Ooh. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I forgot numbers for a second then. I got <laughs> pressure got me. Okay. <laughs> Mark Strong. Oh. Merlin. 42. 56. 40. 51. Wow. What? You were, George, you had gone really high, didn't you? Wait, but not Mark that high. Strong is older than Colin Firth in this? Holy. No, 51. Oh, okay. Colin Firth is 54. They're almost the same age in this? Wow. Oh, yeah, definitely. Yes. <laughs> wow. Mark Strong is age shaving, well. shaving your head, man. That's the secret. Uh, I should do that tonight. Uh, <laughs> and finally, Sophie Cookson, who plays Roxy. Ooh. I might know this one. I'll give an age, but if I'm right, maybe I'll take it off. 22. 23. 21. 24. Uh, Still got us right on two of them anyway. Yeah, so yeah, three. Yeah. So I, think I was the king's man this week. So the there we go. Man, the age man. Um, Georgia, tell us some critics, please. I will do. So... Um, Actually, this did this divided critics quite massively from what I was able to see on the like top critics of Rotten Tomatoes. Like some people loved this, and some people just didn't get it from what I could tell. Um, so we've got um, a couple here. We've got uh, Bilge Ebery from the New York Magazine said, "Kingsman is not a film for gentlemen. It's for us, the great unwashed, bloodthirsty audience. It's an immaculately engineered laugh out loud appeal to our own depravity," which I thought was quite good. I quite like that. Uh, Brad Wheeler from Globe and Mail said, "Kingsman: The Secret Service is a lively, dashing, and amusing." motion picture that smartly spoofs and slyly celebrates James Bond's spy, spy film franchise. Uh, Richard Roper, who worked with uh, our good friend Roger Ebert. Ebes. Oh, Ebes. 
uh, said, on day one of filming, they must have thrown away the moral compass and taken a group vow to splatter our sensibilities with stylish, gratuitous violence at one, wait, what, moment after another. And then I did look on the Roger Ebert website because even though he's not still alive, they still publish a review on there. Uh, So this is by uh, Peter Subinsky. Um, who only gave it two stars. He did not like this film. Uh, it says, It sounds fun in theory, I guess, but there are some entertaining moments of rude irreverence here and there, but the giddiness gets a bit tedious after a while. Uh, and then he talks about the screenplay and says how it was more like a, um espionage equivalent of Scream. Uh, all the characters have seen the James Bond movie movies and make frequent <laughs> references to their cliches. However, since the Bond movies were never famous for taking themselves seriously, what we have in Kingsman is a film taking cartoonish jokes about films that were often making cartoonish jokes. Excellent. Thank you very much. Uh, up on the thing, I put the usual poll up on the pod here, up on the Twitter. Uh, we had, uh, again, same thing always. This is a great film, good film, okay film, or poor film. Uh, only uh, two people said it was a poor film. Only two people said it was an okay film. 31.9% said a good film, but almost 60% of the voters said this is a great film. So I guess a fun film, and that's kind of what's coming across. The Wire here. Dan Mackeltz, Dan Germackeltz says, Last movie I watched with my ex-wife. Cannot see it as anything other than a painful reminder of dark days. Hope you guys enjoyed it. Wow. That can happen. Sorry, bud. Yeah. That can happen when you get to uh, things. It. There's like, yeah, there's like TV series I can't watch anymore as a result. So I, I fully get where you're coming from there, brother. Thanks for, uh, thanks for sharing. Uh, friend of the podcast, Dwayne Smith. Dwayne Smith. Says, this was my introduction to Taron Egerton, and he has turned out all right. Uh, it took me totally by surprise. It's clever, entertaining, and funny. The pub scene's one of my favorites. It has an excellent ensemble cast, and once again, Mark Strong helps save the day. I like the sequel. Uh, I'm going to say you might be alone in that branch there, my friend. Just, I like just cut it. out the last sentence. There we go. Uh, Debbie friend of the podcast debbie says i really like this podcast this podcast she does like this podcast i really like this film and adore colin first in it i had the pleasure of watching this with you guys uh, partially from behind a cushion and during the big fight sequence i hid in, in ian's kitchen as i don't really like gory stuff but just listening to you guys reacting was hilarious i forgot this is when we watched here yeah, it was, yeah. okay uh it goes down to the pm julian says uh, i love the big fight scene and it must have been dope watching it with them uh we need another watch along yeah yeah it, w- it would be nice to never watch along that's more of a a bonus you kind of just throw it on yeah. and turn the mics on now that people actually can come together in the same place it's a lot more likely to happen uh we also get uh saying i really enjoyed this film so many quotable lines the dog scene traumatized me i feel like georgia and ellie are going to say something about the dog test i know they didn't really kill the dog but the idea that it was part of the test really bothered me other than that it was a good movie i really enjoyed watching it turns out you got it wrong there julian it was yeah. liam who had a problem with the dog scene still do <laughs> I, I did think that georgia might as well to be fair, i had on my list I, almost lost georgia yeah, yeah. yeah i i mean if they'd actually have killed them then yeah but because yeah, they don't, and it, because it's a, an emotional test I'm, per, I'm perfectly fine with it griff from the paul and griff show says very enjoyable film the church scene is insanely good i think i'm gonna win uh it just takes the the spy bond genre and tears it to pieces very rewatchable too um carlo says this is one i haven't seen thanks carlo see you next week um snr Sorry, my eyes twitching here. SNRP2010 says, Love this film. The church scene is unbelievably great. Switch your brain off, grab the popcorn, and enjoy. Uh, Richard, Debbie's husband Richard says, A great film. Another great performance by Colin Firth. And I don't recall a bad Colin Firth performance. Bond, but not Bond. 
and uh, just says the idea about what, what is this, that a second? He's just kicking his blade it's, out. It's the blade. Yeah. Oh, okay, there we go. So that would be everybody we have there today. So thank you very much for contributing, and uh, hope you enjoyed hearing your your thoughts on the pod. It is now time for our ratings. Liam, Liam, what are we giving this today? Seven and a half blades. Seven and a half blades out of ten. Yeah. All right. Uh, who knows? It's Ellie next, isn't it? Ellie. If you wish, yeah. And so I think this is a really, really good spy and action movie. But then at the end of the day, it's still like an action spy movie. Um, so there's a lot of silliness, which I don't necessarily cope that well with. Um, so, but I still love it. So I'm going to give it an eight and a half. Georgia. Um, I think objectively, like with some actual like critical analytical kind of brain thinking on this is actually quite good as spoof and parodies go especially i think it does it really well i think the technical aspects yeah. of it like the um like the cinematography like the music like the all those different things are really really good it just falls down a little bit with some plot points um which is disappointing um so i'm gonna give it an eight okay uh i'm gonna go this is this is really hard for me because i think this is a great film it is a great film. Yeah, yeah. I'm trying to figure out exactly where the ceiling is for a film like it hides behind this. Yeah. So I asked myself, is this on par or equal to The Dark Knight or Pirates of the Caribbean? It's not. It's a step below that. Mm-hmm. It's a step below that. I'm not, I don't quite feel that it's magic. It's uh, not quite Pirates of the Caribbean, yeah. Yeah, is it? I'm going to put it in that sort of area I give really, really strong films. I'm, I'm torn between eight and a half and nine. I'm going to go eight and a half and wish I could go like 8.75. <laughs> but I, I would have been okay with that when we first started the pod. But I no. just don't think it would be terrible to keep track of stuff. <laughs> I, I'm, I am going to go eight and a half non-spilled whiskey glasses <laughs> out of ten. So all that's left to do now is talk about what we are doing next week while George gets that ready to go. Just to remind all the things are coming up. We got who do you think you are dropping Saturday. Uh, we've got um, our real roundtable on Tom Hanks dropping on Friday. We've got Ellie is on um, your next favorite movie talking about Bridget Jones's diary today. Go check that out. Josh is a good guy. Uh, best month ever continues and as hot film summer continues georgia what are we doing next week okay so i often go to the imdb top 100 rated films to kind of choose what i'm going for or at least get inspiration for it um and when i was scrolling through today because i only remembered yesterday that it was my pick um i didn't have to scroll very far as it's number 10 on the list um it is also i did have to check with ian that he didn't have this coming up later in the year because its 20th anniversary is december this year so i thought 20th anniversary makes sense it's the first in a franchise so makes sense to do the first one first even though the second one is rated higher on imdb but that doesn't matter um and this is something that I have a lot of friends that are massively obsessed with and I've never seen it because I just haven't ever had the three hours to do it. And I want to know whether or not the Oh my is word, worth it. I think I know what you're three choosing. Hours. We are going Lord of the Rings, the fellowship. Oh of wow. Ring. <laughs> that is not where I thought we were uh, going. Oh my god. I want to know whether or not it is actually as good as people make it out to be, or whether people are like I put three hours into this, I have to enjoy it. All right, Lord of the Rings, Fellowship of the Ring. Uh, the first one's good. 
they're all good. I've they're not just, seen they're any just of all them. long. Yeah. Um, Ellie, make sure you do, you you acquire the normal because there is an extended oh, cut. That's like extended. an hour. Yeah, I've just of looked extra online footage. and it says it's three hours and forty eight minutes long. That's the extended. Two hour and forty eight. You want two hour and forty eight, not the three hour and forty eight. So uh, that would be that. Uh, it's a small uh, point of reference. If you want to help support the podcast, if you like what you hear from us and you want to help us keep the lights on here at the Studio of Awesomeness, uh, we do have an ability on our link tree for you to go ahead and donate if your heart so desires. It is an option available to you, and it helps us keep the costs of running the podcast down just a little bit. Uh, thank you very much to those who have already contributed, um, and we hope you like everything that we're bringing to the table, in this case, quite literally, as we sit around my dining room table so uh outside of that no, this is the studio of audio studio of awesomeness, awesomeness. yes let's keep the veil of pretense up so for uh please join us next week as we tackle and that might be a good word for mm-hmm. this the lord of the rings the fellowship of the ring for best film ever i've been Ian. i've been liam i've been ellie and i've been georgia and i got one thing to say let's mix it back again looking good liam looking good feeling <laughs> good feeling good <laughs> I Did everybody remember. else know that that was going to happen as well? Because I, I totally never, predicted that. I never remember. <laughs> we had the same blooper in our 2020 role as well. Oh, <laughs> God damn it. Looking good, Liam. Feeling good, Ian. <laughs> and we'll catch you on the flippity flap. Flippity flip flap.